June of 2000. Can you hear me or not? And the same thing everybody I think he's going to talk about 1030. I don't think he can hear me. I just bummed out. Just keep going on. this day, it doesn't matter what happens. You could have a freaking party here, and no one's going to go. It's just a day to remember the fallen 9-11-2001 in New York City, in Washington, D.C., and the people that died outside of Pittsburgh when that plane flight 93 crashed in the hills of suburban Pittsburgh and the heroes that were involved. So we honor them today on this show. And uh, we hope that everybody remembers them today. And it's also uh, Stephanie's birthday, 34C. Happy birthday. Uh, the best you can make of it on a day Tell like this. My Bradford's sister's birthday is tomorrow. He can hear me, and he's Sands just rambling on for about midnight. Thanks this for is a great good. show today. Just keep going, Also, my good friend Papa Joe Chevalier's birthday is tomorrow. So my uh, love to all those people. And today, Steph, just try to keep your head on, man. It's your day. You know, go off. Have fun. Just keep going. You want to have sex later? I'll get you cut. Sure. No problem. So the bottom line is... Am Neil, right? is he there already? No, I'm not here. Okay, don't bother me. I'm leaving. I just want you to keep going. You're on a roll. I say till midnight sounds good. Do you want me to You're place any it. bets for you or anything? What the hell were you here? talking about? About something about fist? He stuck his fist where in Clarence's rectum? What the hell were you talking about? He had there a was a, there was was a fisting in the rectal area, but I'm not going to look into that until later oh, so in, in the words, week. So in other words, the assholes who are sitting in there don't have me on the air? I've been rambling here for no, like two minutes. No, you're on the air. Just Scott can't hear you. You're on the air now. There you go. Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's because who had me in audition? They uh, you never need to audition, Neil. You're a Wasn't star. It here? You're punks. You're punks in a control room. They're Robert Gordon. No, no, no. No, we had it right in here. I don't know what's going on. So who the hell is screwing up there? Maybe you're Scott there. Maybe no. Scott was still whining about oh, We had it in Echo. Maybe that was Nobody had it guys. wrong. Everybody, everybody uh, is absolving themselves of blame. I remember the band Echo and the Bunny Man. after 10, and you're just rambling. Oh, I, love it. I love it. Just keep going. I didn't, what time is it there? Three minutes past ten. It's only 7.03 out there, so you've got another uh, three hours to go. Oh, uh, Jesus. I, my watch is wrong. It's five up. I need another well, Let me ask you a question. What time is your show on? Eight to ten, right? It's on eight to ten. So in Vegas now, it's 7.03. Yeah. So you got, like, almost three hours to go. Just keep going. You're done. Okay. Huh? Why are the Marlins playing a day game? Marlins are 16 over. They're 81 and 65. How about this, Neil? Listen to this. I, I, yesterday I ran into the MGM. I ran to the sportsbook at 5 to 7 MGM, right before the break. I love the MGM. I always stay at the MGM. I love the MGM. It's fancy. I can't even imagine how nice my room is. So anyway, I go to the sportsbook. I place a bet on the Braves, and they beat the Phillies. And the first bet I placed in Vegas, I hit. All right. Excellent. So I won a bunch of money, and I think that the uh, Marlins see, are up again. Like all the other degenerate gamblers we have on the station, you realize that nobody on QAM has ever lost a bet. You do understand that, don't you? Oh, I lost a lot of bets, like the because, Dolphins. Well, you're on the Sunday. only one then, because all the chronic gamblers we have on the station, which is most of our people, as you know, gamblers only talk about the bets they cashed, not the zillion ones that they lost. You know. Oh, I, the first thing I do I on Monday is come in there and talk about all the ones I eat. <laughs> Yeah. My, I mean, some of my picks are so bad. Like, I do a show in Atlanta on the Falcons Network. Have you ever done, you ever done room service at the MGM? Do I, have I ordered it yet? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Room service is awesome there. It's like going to a gourmet restaurant. That's how good the room service well, is. Well, I'm going to have to do that today on my girlfriend's birthday. And, you know, the best and part of every meal I eat is I'm going to give the bill to Clarence. And what the hell is that restaurant I mentioned yesterday, but it escapes my memory because I have Alzheimer's today? What the hell is that restaurant? Lagasse's Fish no, Company. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about in there. The, uh, the, rest, the great gourmet restaurant down by the Imperial Palace. What is it, George? I always forget the name of it. I had it yesterday. I don't know the grill. name of it. I took, Rosewood, I took, George got Rosewood Grill. You ever eaten in there? Oh, I've eaten at the Rosewood Grill. They got great go, lobster. Go down there and mention my name. They'll laugh you out of there. But no, uh, I, I, last night I took him to a place called um, Hugo's Cellar in the Four Queens down on Fremont, which is a great I know steak the four joint. Four Queens, yeah. And then the other place I'm going to take him to is in West 
Uh, what's the name of the place? It's the, uh, it's the Garlic Room. Have you heard well, of that place? It's over like way west. You got 34C. Who else are you taking? It's me, I got Bill. Zach Krantz, a good Jew with me. Oh, Scott is with you? No, oh, Zach. Jesus Zach. Christ, talk about, uh, I mean, Zach. Scott's still doing your home. show for no money. Zach, Jesus, why do you take a fat cow like that out there with you? Because he likes hitting on 55-year-old bags. to eat a meal or two. Somebody who's emaciated and scrawny. If we had anybody like that working, like Clarence would have been good. Tomorrow's show, we're going to uh, dedicate and then entirely. And you and 34C, you could let Clarence uh, hide under your bed and let him watch. Or at least he wants to have sex with her. He'd like to listen. Everybody wants to have oh, sex he, with he, my he girlfriend. He doesn't have the balls to touch her, but he just would like to at least listen to the he sound. He did touch her at a Marlins game. He felt her upper leg. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's the, that's, 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 that's the subtle approach worked. that's gotten him laid so often. He worked an angle off her skirt. Where he reaches right out and tries to, like, grab it. So tomorrow I'm going to do gambling all day. I'm going to bet on every college game and every program. He's going to bet everything a couple of times. With a what? He said he was a tough handful to handle. I heard that Clarence does love a handful. Speaking of fisting. Anyway, Neil, have a great day. You too, Scott. By the way, uh, if you want another couple hours, just keep going. Oh, thanks. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do all six hours. All right. All right. I love Play you. On it. See you. Birthday, Troy. You're our only hope. Are you ready for some football? Carl Marks Road presents the Nazi Football League tonight. The mighty Christian Arians take on the weak liberal dissenters. And now, the live team coverage with Heinrich Himmler and Rush Limbaugh. Damit erst wird der Gedanke der föderativen Haltung des Reiches Blut und weltanschaulicher Gegensätze. This Heinrich, my friend, it's a good night for football and this glorious administration. Oh, you are so right, Heinrich. If you'll pardon the pun. But the dissenters acquired some night people in the draft, and you know how well they're bred to run. Egoistische Meinungen, wirtschaftliche Interessen und weltanschaulicher Gegensätze. The dissenters are deploying onto the field. You can tell by the reaction of this crowd. <laughs> the multi-law. And here come the mighty Christian Aryans. <laughs> With the new rules in place, Arians will start this game. Both teams are lining up. The flag is down and... This portion of the Nazi Football League was brought to you by Citibank. Nine out of ten Saudi terrorists prefer Citibank to any other underground funding. 1009 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you. It's September 11th. Do we have to remind you of that? No. I wouldn't think so. The huh? news networks, of course, are just inundating the public with... Uh, Wall-to-wall, round-the-clock, uh, reminiscing and hand-wringing. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to remember, but nobody's ever going to forget. I don't think this is one of those days when we have to say, let's remember the heroes and let's uh, reflect back. And do we really have to do that? No. Unless you're an idiot. Do. I think we Unless have you're to. a moron. Right. No, I think we need a four-hour moment of silence. It sounds good to me. Let's start right now. You know, speaking of moments of silence, uh, this is not the way uh, to build a railroad, you know? We figured out what happened. No, no, but just let me express this before you uh, interrupt as usual. Uh, I, I never have any idea when I'm on ear because, you know, Clarence's little boyfriend's in there. They open up the pot. Let me stop you now. Whatever the hell they feel like it, yeah? Please. Pharrell Please. didn't have his headphones on and or up. 
In other words, all. he couldn't hear me reverberating from it the uh, walls of the MGM Grand? We sent. They're a, not listening to my show at the MGM Grand in Vegas? Well, shame on them. Probably uh, a bunch of goyim. He wasn't listening to himself. It didn't occur to him that that's the only way that he was going to be able to hear you is to <laughs> pot up his hands. Because <laughs> everything was fine on this end. Even oh, in, my God. As much as I'd like, like uh, to take a shot. That is pretty amusing. But, but no, even even when he's there, uh, a lot of times I have no idea when I'm on. Because uh, when a little hand hits the big hand, it gets to be 10 o'clock. That's when this pot should be open, okay? The kind of money that they're paying me, they want to get the full four hours. Okay, Robert, you little quizzling, you little pansy, you silly little goose you, who should have been fired a long time ago if you didn't have naked pictures of Clarence and the Beast. God, that kid's a piece of crap. Anyway, now what the hell was I just saying? Oh, that I never know when the hell I'm on. That's okay. So it was Scott's fault. Well, he's a little bit wound up, you know? I liked it, though. He was, I had the feeling he was never going to stop. He just went, <laughs> it was good, as only he can do. Anyway, here's our poll result from yesterday. I'm delighted to see that I did very well. I'm dangerous. Other than George W. Bush, who is the most dangerous man in the world today? Osama, your mama. Now, Osama was in about third place most of the day, and then they announced that they had received the videotape and the audio and the whole deal there. And uh, I guess that inspired people to, like, say, Oh, my God. Yeah, he's dangerous. He's still alive. Isn't it something? All these bastards who are still alive. Huh. Didn't didn't somebody once say that we were going to get him dead or alive and sure. all that other cowboy talk mm -hmm. and all that other baloney, you know, and going to go out there and chop off the head of the snake and all this other crap. He's still roaming around there. He looked uh, in pretty good health to me. Mm -hmm. And Al Zawahari, whatever right. his uh, boyfriend's name is there, they looked like they were uh, just in the, in the pink of good health. So anyway, after that tape came out, uh, Osama moved into first place. Out of 1,142 votes, the most dangerous man in the world other than our Presidente is Osama with 207. Dick Cheney, though, a very respectable second for a guy with a uh, heart that beats once an hour, 191. Donald Rumsfeld, who's absolutely lost at 177. John Ashcroft, 158. Now, we added him late, and we apologize for that, but isn't it impressive the way he steadily moved up, he goose-stepped up the ladder? Yeah. He had those jack boots on. Kim Jong-il, 107, which is pretty impressive, too, considering about 80% of the audience hasn't got any idea who that is. Mo Howard David did 74. He didn't do too bad. Absolutely. The Pope, 67. Yours truly, Neil Rogers, 46. Oh! I'm proud to be that dangerous. Even more dangerous than fat Ariel Sharon, only 36. Rush Limbaugh, 33. Small potatoes now, I guess. Especially now that he's uh, hocking with the pigskin. Jerry Falwell, only 18. Paul Wolfowitz, 14. Pat Robertson, 12. And Richard Pearl, only 2. Guess what, folks? That's That was your mistake. Richard Pearl should have been way up on the list. Yeah. But they don't know who that is. On top of Dick. He should have been ahead of Dick, yeah. So anyway, it's already 12 past 10, and we're just, uh, boy, I, I like those Pharrell, those long, bah, 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 like that. It's great. Now, some of our audience, we got about a few people that with no sense of humor. About 30, man. Yeah, they don't like that because they hate him. But, of course, in South Florida, everybody hates everybody anyway. You can't you can't have anyone. <laughs> Even Britney Spears, there are probably some people that hate Britney, you know? Yeah couple of fags. How could you hate Britney? I don't know. Well, maybe just, just for vengeance on the fact that she allegedly was doing Justin Tinkerbell. I, I guarantee you she never touched it. Never saw it. <laughs> okay. Huh? I'm talking about his vagina. He certainly doesn't have a penis. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously, you really believe Justin Tinkerbell no. has a penis? No. Oh, come on. No. Why do you think they call him Tinkerbell? Remember the summer of 42 where they had to tie the bells around their privates? No. You never saw, not the summer of 42, the class of 44 was the sequel with Gary Grimes? No. Well, what do you know? You ever saw that movie? Is that the fraternity one where the guy died? 1013 at 560 WQAM. Hey, guys, if you spent the entire year last year avoiding mirrors like Bella Lugosi because you're sick and tired of seeing that giant bald spot, well, here's the deal for you. 
If you're constantly looking back for the baseball cap to cover up that ugly, glaring, shiny spot on your head, time to call my good buddy Charles Alfieri for a lifetime. He's been putting out the best hair in the business. Using the very latest technology, it's called the Natural Hairline System, and it looks like real hair. That's the difference. doesn't look like a dead weasel on your head. doesn't look like somebody drilled holes in your head with the blood dripping on your forehead. You don't have to take any dangerous pills that will really propice you off. For over 25 years, Charlie's been working with the famous and the not-so-famous. Everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee, too, so you have nothing to lose but that big, ugly, bald spot. If after 30 days you don't love the way it looks and feels, if you're not getting ahead 24 hours a day, if couples aren't stopping you in the middle of the street just dragging you home, Charlie will give you a full refund. Call today and take advantage of your $200 Neil Rogers discount. Charlie also services and repairs all types of hair systems while you wait for only 25 to 30 bucks. Here's the toll-free number to call, 1-800-321-2413. After you wear the natural hairline system for a month or two, you'll be amazed at how your fingers smell. Call 1-800-321-2413 or log on to that prestigious website, charlesalfieri.com. Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil God. Oh. Hey, dudes. Hey, man, you have a haircut that's short on the top and long in the back? Well, you know, a mullet. Well, if so, take care of it properly with Mullet Shampoo. Mullet Shampoo rule. Hell yeah. Mullet Shampoo adds body to the spiky part on the top and a lustrous sheen to the flowing locks in the back. Business in the front, party in the back, dude. You betcha. And Mullet Shampoo is perfect for all kinds of mullets, like the achy, breaky, bad, mistakey, the beaver paddle, the Camaro cut, hockey hair, the neck warmer, the soccer rocker, and the all-fired Kentucky waterfall. <laughs> Not to mention the Tennessee top hat. Yo, but dude, will Mullet Mullet shampoo work on my ape tray? No problemo, shorty long back. <laughs> but don't take my word for it. Listen to Mullet Shampoo's celebrity endorsement. Howdy, I'm Billy Ray Cyrus. My squirrel pelt made me the number one country star between the months of March and June of 1992. And it's all because of Mullet Shampoo. Come on, Billy. Yeah. So hop in your IROC 28, pull a whole shot to your local drugstore for a bottle of Mullet Shampoo. Mullet Shampoo. Just because your haircut is 20 years old doesn't mean your shampoo has to be. Just saw a preview for Temptation Island. All I can say is holy crap. Wow. Yeah. Woo. Got potential. Judy. Okay, here's our poll for today. Now, we do this every year after the summer. Now, we've had a couple of weeks, so the audience is, uh, you know, it's fallen out, fallen back in. They're falling. They're goose-stepping along. And we do it every year to see how George is coming along under my tutelage. He's gone from horrendous, grotesque, embarrassing, and humiliating in Bush League and mumbling to mediocre. To, to what I know, I didn't. I voted for uh, what, what's leading right now. Look at that. <laughs> I voted for that, and probably so did you. No, I voted for okay. I listened. Well, then look at that. Then I've got five categories here. How did George do filling in this summer? Here are your choices: great job, best ever, fabulous, time for Neil to retire. Okay, I listened. Weak, I rarely listened, or awful, I stopped listening. Now, it just, just went up there. We only got seven votes because, that, needless to say, we like catching them off guard. Plus, we didn't realize they were... Look at that. Already, uh-oh. Like I said, well, we'll see how it shakes out, but that's a good sign. Three say, time for Neil to retire. So if that wins, what I'm going to do, because I can't afford to retire yet, but I'm gonna, like, what I'm going to do is like semi-retirement. Okay. And, no, seriously, I'll, like, take your role, and I'll be like the, I don't want to say the passive, that has, like, sexual connotation. Oh, yeah. I'll be like the, you know what I mean. You'll be the silent partner. I'll be the silent partner, and you'll basically do the show, and you'll take the, well, I'll punch up the call, but then you'll talk to him. Okay. And I'll, what? And hit the drops. 
and and I'll hear like fuck that, you know. Well, I'm going to try to do as much with the kind of money they're paying me. I want to do a little bit of something, you know. All right. By the way, I found an article. I got lots of articles. I'm going to read some stuff today, which I know they get upset about. Well, in honor of 9/11, we can do something and like maybe educate people a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I said a little bit. All right. But I was looking for this the other day. Remember, I was asking you because I saw a blurb on City Pulse here, and I couldn't find the article. Here it is from the Guardian today, the British newspaper. Actually, it's from Tuesday, September 9th, so I must have found it on one of our uh, one of our websites. Academic says Al-Qaeda stronger than pre-9-11. Okay, don't let me forget that. Also, somebody that I thank you, you know. All right. By the way, I found an article. i got lots of articles. I'm going to read some stuff today, which I know they get <laughs> upset about. Well, in honor of 9-11, we can do something and, like, maybe educate people a little bit. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I said a little bit. All right. But I was looking for this the other day. Remember, I was asking you because I saw a blurb on City Pulse here, and I couldn't find the article. Here it is from the Guardian today, the British newspaper. Check marks there, uh, Scott. I don't understand what happened to my phone. I see Please check don't marks. Tell me. Huh? Everything's working here. Everything's not working. here. It's not. All oh. the check marks just went out. You just uh, the the monitor did a little blurb like. Oh, Jesus okay. Came just back relax. On. See, you're too uptight. Everything came back. Just calm down. <laughs> Here's Plantation. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Pally? Uh, I, lo- I love calling when you're uh, when you got something going on about George. Hi, mm-hmm. Pally. Yeah. yeah, he's the absolute worst. You should have a category on there, unlistenable. Yeah. He, well, we, we do we do have it's awful. I stop listening. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. But I mean, I'll be you know I'll wake up or, or I'm going to work and oh Neil's on. I turn it on and as soon as I hear that that that. That mumbling moron. He looks like that mumbling moron. He looks like yeah. Yoda, is what he looks like. If you ever, you know, he's real. He's like three eleven. Yeah. But uh, please keep him off the air. Put on, um, I don't know, um, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. And in fact, you must be you must be a prescience here because Jesus will be filling in next time. What about Rick and Suds? What about Rick and Suds? They want to get paid. How about Carlos? Have a great day, pal. See ya. He was good. I liked him. He's enthusiastic. He hates you like poison. And how come that didn't drop off? Uh-oh. Uh. Assistant producer is currently not connected to a server. So now I got to... This hasn't happened in a long time. Right. See, I think it's sabotage. Let me click that. Should I click this off and go back to it again? Yes. Yeah, whistle sure. a tune. Do something. Do something. I'm doing something. Oh. Uh, one moment, please. Okay, it came back. Now I see the clock, and now the check marks came back, and the clock is starting to tick, but the uh, names of the cities are not next to the... I see four check marks. Is that correct? That's correct. But I don't see... Uh, well, let me try line four, but it doesn't That's say where they are. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil? Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. i got to defend George on this one here. Take all the time you want. All right. Well, Time's these up. people, you know, first of all, what else is there on the radio to listen to besides George? You want to listen besides to Dr. Laura? Besides freaking Dr. Laura. Nobody wants to listen to all Dr. Right. Laura. The other thing is... Honestly, nobody wants to listen know, to that fat-ass, nobody... uh, right-wing piece of crap Rush Limbaugh. Exactly. Now, nobody can replace you, Neil. You're God. We all know that. But the mm. next best no, thing... No, no, I mean, something, uh... please. Not on 9-11 anniversary. No, I uh, Anyway, George is a self-hating spick. He, I, I hate when he knocks himself down. That's beside the point. But he's okay. He's got it going on pretty much. Nah, nobody's perfect. Right. So, 
Well, I like him. I listen to him whenever I can. Uh, nobody replaces you, but he's all right. He's okay. And uh, to these other people, just go to hell, man. Get a life, right. you know? <laughs> okay. Right. Well said, Pally. Have a great Take day. And Miguel okay. says that's a, a morning show chronic, the plantation guy. What's that? Oh, wait, would you stop? What? I'm reporting. Would you stop knocking at people just because they're ripping you an ass? Of course he's a chronic. We know that every time your name comes up, he calls and rips you an ass. What? No, I'm just kidding. Remember the other day when I talked show. about how George takes these things personal? Let me ask you something. Thanks, you Miguel. get paid any more or less, and believe me, mostly less in your case, you get paid any more or less depending on what these uh, clowns no, are the You're missing the point say. entirely. You keep uh, hammering that Oh, and it still note. says it's not connected to a server. During the break, I'm going to have to like diddle with that because yeah, this is driving me nuts. Huh? Cl close the whole program and reopen it. Uh, During the break. No, no. What do you mean close the whole program? I already did that. There's associate producer. I clicked it again. The clock is working nicely, and I got three check marks on there, but I don't have the. Uh, do you have the cities tapped in on there? I, I do. And now the clock is like. Might have to uh, I don't it. Know. Huh? Reset what? Miguel's it's gotta show be, it's how gotta to be on your end. Be sure and wash your hands frequently, boys and girls, with antibacteriological uh, soaps and liquids and detergents. 20,140 we had for the best of Neil uh, stuff on uh, through Sunday, and here it is like Thursday, and we still have only 20,420. This has got to be the worst, the most inept fundraiser I've ever been involved with in my life. I mean, we're now like into the uh, period. We're almost coming up to an end of a full month. Yeah. 
and it's uh, pretty lame. There ain't nothing happening. Now, I do see we have a van hit tomorrow at the uh, Shell Station, Sheridan Street, just west of I-95. It has no time again. See, this is this is a problem. Is that we're trying to, like, do this in a vacuum, and it's uh, not working out all that great. So you'll have the best of Neil merchandise there at the Shell Station on Sheridan Street, just west of I-95, which I'm sure it probably has, like, a name, the place where it is, you know? Is that, the one, one. Like, is that the one by where uh, we used to be? Okay. By where Paxson used to be? I reckon. By the Cox building there? On Sheridan Street, uh, just I don't know about the other. Mm -hmm. Are we? Do we have a communication problem here, Houston? I think what we have no. is a is that far system. I'm trying to relay to information as we're talking. Eleven like to one. one. Yes, that's the sh the Shell station you're talking about, and eleven yeah. to one is the time. Eleven to one. Yes. Eleven a.m. to one p.m. tomorrow. Okay. Because we need to get this thing rolling for abandoned pet rescue, because it is really really lame. You got your Mo Howard David keychains. Absolutely. All the other good crap that we got. Best of Neil CDs. We didn't even put one out last year, so we got two years worth, and not everybody can make making copies. Look at that! I got that thing working again. Oh, uh, like the internet was down. It was on your end. Right. This the building. internet wasn't down here. It was on your end. Right. And the trust building. me when I tell you. You want to know why? Because even on that computer, I clicked onto the Internet Explorer, mm -hmm. and it came up like instantaneously, like faster than you could take a <clears throat> crap. How do you like that? But it's so, not. as usual, we have technical problems on your end in Southport. It's so sad. It's so very, very sad. What do you mean the Internet was down? In the building. In no Internet. Building. You know. <laughs> so, in other words, um, my studio here is like a stepchild of the kind of cheap crap you got down there. That's the problem. Because my Internet here never goes out, and it's lightning fast. It's so quick. Look at that. It just said George Corso's an asshole. It just printed it out automatic, automatic pilot. 129 votes. Man, they're whipped up about you. See, one thing about George, even as, as much as he mumbles and as low-key and as uh, boring as some people think he is, the fact of the matter is he engenders a phenomenal response. There are few people who have no opinion about George Rodriguez. Let me tell you that right now. They either love him or they hate him. They either love him like crazy and they have like some special uh, thing with his uh, eating ass routine, or they just hate him and find him obnoxious and humanly unacceptable on a visceral level. Don't you love saying that on a visceral level? It's a good word, go visceral. Huh? It's a good word. I love that word. Anyway, here's what we got so far on our poll on George's performance. We got 140 votes in less than half an hour. You following that? Mm-hmm. How did George do filling in the summer? Okay, I listened. 42 say... Joe Zagaki. No, that's oh, okay. not... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they say they wanted Joe Zagaki. Awful, I stopped listening 35. Weak, I rarely listen 33. Great job, best ever, 23. Fabulous, time for Neil to retire. Seven, only seven. And we started out with four, like in a very, and one of them was mine. Because I would like to retire if I could get paid for it. Don't you think I've earned it? I've paid my dues? Sure. I mean, with a kind of Paul. And see, I don't see a name on line six now, probably a good reason. Here's line six, QAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, good morning, Neil. How are you doing? Good. Listen, uh, I think he's doing an okay job. I guess you would have to check with your ratings to see how they are, but uh, you're doing great. Just as I want to touch base with I can you barely hear that. the call, Scott. I think it's you. It's that pot is probably where uh, George smoked it. Hey, Neil? Well, yeah. Yeah, you know that uh, tape that Osama came out with, or allegedly, or whatever? Right. Um, well, what, what do you mean, allegedly? Didn't you see it? Yeah, but I, is it really him? I mean, we don't know. I mean... Well, we, don't, we, don't know what, we don't know when it was made. They're saying they think it was made in April. I have no idea how they know that. Okay. They said so he was just, eating Pesadiki candy or something, so they think it was in April. 
Well, one thing, you know, it's really scary what they're saying is that, you know, because it came out during, you know, September 11th, today right. or yesterday it came out. Right. And they keep on saying with, you know, what, what uh, Osama keeps saying with, you know, if we keep backing Israel or whatever, but we back all sorts of countries. What's the difference who we back? I mean... Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Well, you can't <laughs> rationalize the uh, the crap. Well, that does make a difference as far as the Arabs, obviously. But that that's not the point. The point is we're spending all these billions of dollars, another 87 billion you just asked getting now, uh, to to fight a phantom, to try to put the mess back together that we created in Iraq, which has nothing to do with any of this. This is this is one of the most frustrating parts of this whole 9/11 anniversary to me is that here we are yeah. and everybody's you know bowing their heads and doing the obligatory reading the names of the dead again. But in the yeah. meantime, the billions of dollars we should be spending to to nail uh, Bin Laden and all of, all these lunatics who are left and get rid of Al Qaeda once and for all. Uh, we're not doing that. What we're doing right. is we're wasting the money in Iraq so that they could have their pipeline, get get a hold of their hands on the oil, and do the rebuilding job with our friends at Bechtel and Halliburton. It's criminal. Exactly. I agree with you, and that's what they were saying yesterday on the news. Was that they were saying that uh, you know all these millions of dollars are going in uh, Iraq and the, to to go after Osama, they're not even doing it anymore. So not only are we destroying our economy, but we're making the country weaker and more dangerous for the American people. While uh, you know, it's a it's an insult to the memory of the people who died on 9/11. It's a slap in the face. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. Have a great Hang day. Hang in there, pal. Have a great day. Yeah, don't let me forget when we come back. Al Qaeda stronger than pre 9/11. I knew I saw this story on City Pulse a couple of days ago. I couldn't find it printed out, and here it is in the uh, British newspaper, of course, the Guardian Unlimited, in the Brit paper. See, if you want the real news, forget about CNN, which stands for certainly not news, or uh, MSNBC, which stands for hey, how can we uh, wave the flag and be more right wing than Fox? Uh, forget about it. You're not going to get it on the American networks. All you're going to get is pablum as they continue waving the pom poms and just uh, giving propaganda. In other words, a bunch of bullcrap. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Yes. The Middle Eastern world will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our head. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> thousand people killed are now forgotten let's exploit them instead hey there's oil to be gotten going after Saddam to placate Osama there's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden but no one seems concerned all comfy and complacent believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads that Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, Nazi Ashcroft is saying. 
I have nothing to hide. Table talkers all are saying, blind obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Bout unprovoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall in Halliburton installed with no objection at all. Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Probably the greatest song parody in the history of the human race. That should be played from loudspeakers all over America today, real, real loud, don't you think? Without a doot. Without a doot. By the way, you know that Shell station uh, where Miguel's going to be tomorrow between 11 and 1 in Hollywood? It's kind of like Mo. Here's an easy way to remember where it is. It's like Mo. It's over the hill. Right. Very good. Right? Sure enough. I thought that was kind of cute. Absolutely. It's like Mo. It's over the hill. Because when you're like going along uh, on Sheridan there, when you're heading uh, west, east, I mean, mm -hmm. east. Right. And it's uh, there's like a little incline. And I hope you're inclined to stop there and buy a bunch of our merchandise. If we don't get $2,000 there tomorrow, I know it's only 2 hours 11 to 1, but if we don't raise two grand for Best of Neil at Abandoned Pet Rescue, I'm going to be porked off. And when I get porked off, I get dangerous. Speaking of dangerous, yeah. how come How come I have... Oh, I see. Sports! I just have that sitting there. <laughs> well, just in case. Sports! The Marlins are 16 games over 500. we got to talk sports. Sports! Okay. Here's a real shocker for you before I get into that other story. A Kennedy has finally found a Republican to vote for. What a surprise. Kay Novell. President John F. Kennedy's sister, Eunice Kennedy Schreiber, came out yesterday to back her son-in-law, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as California governor, even though her famous Democratic family has long battled Republicans. Schreiber, of course, is the mother of Maria Schreiber. In other words, she's his goddamn mother-in-law, and this is a story in the Washington Post. You people ought to be ashamed of yourselves, okay? This is a news story that his mother-in-law came out in favor of him? Well, hallelujah. Oh, happy day, as the Edmund Hawkins singers would say. Isn't that pathetic? That's the right. In the Washington Post, which is supposed to be a real newspaper. Anyway, the uh, Guardian Unlimited, which is a real U.K. newspaper. U.K.? Okay. Says the Al-Qaeda terrorist network is stronger than before the 9-11 attacks, and the U.S.-led war on terror has so far been a failure, a British academic concludes in a study published Tuesday. Paul Rogers, no relation, a professor of peace studies at the University of Bradford in England, said the U.S.-led coalition's military successes in Afghanistan and Iraq have failed to crush al-Qaeda's structure or stem its recruitment. Al-Qaeda and its associates have managed to plan and often undertake a remarkable range of activities, with these collectively showing a capability that exceeds the existing the, that existing before the 9-11 attacks, Rogers wrote. On this basis alone, it's difficult to accept any claim that the war on terror is being won. But other terrorism experts said the U.S. and its allies had scored significant victories against al-Qaeda. They cautioned, however, that the chaos of post-war Iraq represented a setback. Rogers' report was compiled for the Oxford Research Group, a think tank specializing in arms control and non-proliferation issues. In his report, he said that while U.S.-led anti-terrorism efforts had succeeded in preventing some terrorist plots, al-Qaeda-linked attacks had killed more than 350 people, injured almost 1,000 in the two years since 9-11. The attacks include the October 12, 2002 bombings on the Indonesian island of Bali that killed more than 200, car bombings of residential compounds in the Saudi capital of Riyadh that killed 26 in May, and the August 5th car bombing in the Marriott Hotel in Jakarta, in Indonesia, which 12 people died. They're stronger today than they were before 9-11, but we're winning the war on terror is what <laughs> our president is telling us. And by the way, look, give me another $87 because we're in a quagmire in Iraq. 
The American public should be foaming at the mouth. But instead, they're spending today listening to a bunch of kids. Romero Sr. Reading the names of the dead people who died for absolutely no reason on 9-11 two years ago today. For no reason. Total, absolute ineptitude and incompetence all the way around. And all every dime of this money could be spent for homeland security, for real security, for really battling al-Qaeda, for really going after Osama, Yamama, and uh, Mullah Bullah Omar, and al-Zawari, and all these other uh, Farbison uh, Muslims. Yeah. And let me say it again. I'm really concerned a little bit about how the, all the air traffic stopped, but within a, a day or two after 9-11, here was the whole, not just uh, the immediate family, but here was like a 40-some-odd, and they were odd, of the uh, bin Laden kin on a plane over to Saudi, back to Saudi Arabia. That's where the chigger and the woodpile is. Forget about Iraq. That's where we should have been heavy duty. In fact, we, you know something? We should be in Saudi Arabia. We should be in Riyadh right now. Right. We should be running the country. We should have mm -hmm. an occupation in Saudi Arabia and send those shmata heads back to the, where the hell they came from. What were they doing? Were they picking cotton or were they just cotton picking uh, Saudis? They're humping camels. Is that what they were doing? Sure. As long as I'm on a roll. I've got a lot of heavy-duty stuff here today. Let the audience be all whipped up about George. They are whipped up on the website. Man, I'll tell you, you engender a response that is so amazing. How did George do filling in this summer? Look at this. It's not even 11 o'clock yet, and we put the poll up about 20 after. In a little over half an hour, we got 215 votes already. Is that We may, we may set records today on our website, which I hope when you go to our website, you'll click on Abandoned Pet Rescue and get the best meal stuff and quit dicking around. If we don't raise a hundred grand this year, I'm going to be really porked off. Then they will fear me. You think I'm dangerous? I was dangerous yesterday on the poll. Wait until after then. Then you'll see dangerous. How did George do filling in this summer? Okay, I listened. 73. Okay. Not great, but okay. That's not bad. We accept that. We take Absolutely. it as long as you listened. As long as you listened and you wrote it down. You know what I'm saying? Don't you love the way those FM stations <laughs> write it down? You know, like a subtle hint, like when you get your Arbitron diaries. Be sure and write it down. Don't forget us. And so we say, don't forget us. Uh, awful, I stopped listening, 50. Weak, I rarely listen, 47. Great job, best ever, 38. And fabulous, time for Neil to retire, 7. Out of 215. So let's see, let's add the uh, the good ones is 73 and uh, 38 and 7. 45 and 73 is 118. And the other negatory uh, is 97. How do you like that? you got a slight lead there. Wow. And that guy in Plantation is probably like doing cartwheels uh, up his ass. He's so pissed off and fired <laughs> up about well, seriously. He's probably inserting all kinds of uh, rectangular objects into his body. Yeah, I'll be visiting his workplace. Well, you got a, you got a few of those guys that just mm -hmm. uh, hate you like poison. I've got many of them. I've got, oh, boy. Sure. Look at that poll yesterday. Right. I even beat out uh, Rush Limbaugh and Ariel Sharon as being the most dangerous piece of crap fag in the uh, face of the globe. You're an evildoer. Decades after the overthrow of President Salvador Allende and the imprisonment of thousands in Chile... Professors, journalists, and activists around the world continue to expose the full role of the then U.S. government in funding and promoting the coup. Just like we installed Sodom in there, we helped uh, stick his ass in there back when it was expedient for us and helped prop him up against the Iranians, against the Ayah freaking Tola. And, of course, the reason the Ayatollah got in there is because we had stuck the Shah of Iran in there. And the, See, we just keep doing this all over the world. Mm -hmm. And then we have to pay a wicked price for it. Thousands of secret U.S. documents now declassified have been synthesized in a book, the Pinochet file. How do you say that, actually? And be careful how you say it. Pinochet. Now, but it, actually, they always say Pinochet, which I don't know because I know that's not how you would say it in Espanol. But anyway, the Pinochet file by Peter Cornblue of Washington's Investigative National Security Archives. You know him? No. You do now. 
The documents detail the crude workings of Washington during the Cold War. It is firm and continuing policy that Allende be overthrown by a coup, reads a CIA document from 1970. It is imperative that these actions be implemented clandestinely and securely so that the U.S. government and American hands be well hidden. Two days after this document was written, top CIA officials proposed a terrorist campaign to stun the Chilean people into accepting a military regime. Concur giving tear gas canisters and gas masks, working on obtaining machine guns, reads the CIA memo. Conservative Chileans argue that a coup was a homegrown affair, but anybody with a brain and IQ larger than their penis realizes <laughs> that's uh, laughable at best. Don't let me forget, when we come back after the break, or at least sometime very soon, I want to read this Robert Fisk article 20 or 30 times. Don't forget. And especially on the anniversary of 9-11, how freaking important it is. Not that I'm going to change the world. I'm not turning into like a male Randy Rhodes. Well, even though her heart's in the right place and has good intentions, think I'm going to change anything on some little horseball sports station in Miami? That ain't going to happen. But the Robert Fiskin, did we ever figure out how we're going to get that on our website? No, I searched uh, and couldn't find a free copy of it. No, I couldn't either because I checked BuzzFlash and, uh, and Smirking Chimp and uh, all of these things. Oh, maybe we can get it from Precious on Passions today. When in doubt, we'll check her out. Live and local, this is Five City. The radio's all yours. Come on, baby. Come play with these titties. One minute you're in the club and everything's fine. Then it strikes. Go, go, shorty. It is your birthday. The silent dance floor killer, CRD, Caucasian Rhythm Disorder. We've all seen someone displaying the classic symptoms. The flailing arms, the pasty skin, inability to find the beat. Millions suffer with the shame and embarrassment of CRD. But we know Caucasian Rhythm Disorder can be cured. You can help keep the beat alive. Call the Center for Rhythm Disorders today and make your tax-deductible donation. That's 1976 off beat. Please, though, carefully, send a buck to save the beat. Go, go, shorty. It is your birthday. And to make him stop that. 1101 at 560 WQAM. Now, here it is, the second anniversary of 9-11. We're talking about the great job or the horrible job George did this summer. We were listening to any of your uh, observations. I'm sitting here ranting and raving, and there's one call on the board, and it says, Miami, chronic me things, says uh, Scott. Probably one of those, retire, or one of those, or maybe it's the whisperer, the, breath, the heavy breather, you know? Yeah. Let's find out. Well, let's find out on line six. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Don't retire. Yeah. Whatever happens. Okay. You're it, man. I'm it. Yeah. You left two letters off. Five, six, seven, oh, five. <laughs> what? They he left missed. off the first two letters. I already said I'm it, but I know he meant something else. Tag, you're it. it. Well, he was good. And you see, you thought he was a bad call. He was just wanting to call lick my cheeks a couple of times. What's wrong with that, Scott? All right, go answer line three, then. Mr. Hockey Expert. No, I'll, I'll take the calls. You just relax. You're, you're uh, hopeless. Study. Get your hockey handbook out and start doing a little studying, okay? <laughs> Tell me about Borja Selming. Okay, Borja Selming. Oh, please. We should have taped already. that uh, little trivia challenge this morning. I beg your pardon? Yeah, you should have taped that. That was really good. Joe Bowen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Joe <laughs> Bowen. He's going to be in goal this year. Tell me about Cujo is playing goal for the Leafs. Oh, brother. Now, see, you answered the phone. Why did no. you do that? He didn't take you seriously. What a schmuck. you got to tell him things two or three times. I see. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Okay, let me read this article, and let's get serious. These people have got nothing to say. Never going to change, is it? Yes. It is? By the way, you were wrong on Tuesday, you people that voted nothing was going to happen on uh, the anniversary of 9-11. Look at all the stuff that's happened already. Right. You've got a scintillating. Here's a kid playing the violin. Johannes Sprockham. Mm. Saranya Schwinwan. Fitzroy. You know, 
all of this ritual and all of this uh, song and dance, this is not getting the job done. This is not how you honor the memories of the people who died. We ought to be taking care of business. And I got this story about how ABC once again, once again, uh, showed that the deporters are a joke. For the second year in a row, U.S. government screeners failed to detect the shipment of depleted uranium in a container sent by ABC News from overseas as part of a test of security at American ports. You can't complain about the security at the airports and the ports because, generally speaking, there isn't any. Then we got the air cargo, the Schwarzer that uh, hit himself in a goddamn uh, box in a crate. Boy, there's so many lines you could use for that, you yeah. know. <laughs> oh, brother. Hey, maybe he wanted to go home and pick cotton. I don't know. That's the way we brought the black people over back when it was expedient. Oh, I sure wish I had that thing from, uh, you got it there. I'm not going to play it from Bowling for Columbine, you know, that cartoon thing, that brief history of America. We do. Oh, it's on a cassette? It's on a cassette that's in the thing right there. But we don't need to do it. I'll load it up at some point. You will? Right. It's probably queued up right, right, right now. It's probably screwed up. No anyway, Robert Fisk writes in the UK Independent, Folly taken to a scale we haven't seen since World War II. When the attacks were launched against the World Trade Center in the Pentagon two years ago, who ever heard of Fallujah or Hilla? When the Lebanese hijacker flew his plane into the ground in Pennsylvania, who would have ever believed that President George Bush would be announcing a new front line in the war on terror as his troops embarked on a hopeless campaign against the guerrillas of Iraq? Who could have ever conceived of an American president calling the world to arms against terrorism in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Gaza? Gaza? What do the miserable, crushed, cruelly imprisoned Palestinians of Gaza have to do with the international crimes against humanity in New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania? Nothing, of course. Neither does Iraq have anything to do with the 11th of September, nor were there any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, any al-Qaeda links with Iraq, any 45-minute timeline for the deployment of chemical weapons, nor was there any liberation. No, the attacks on 11th September have nothing to do with Iraq. Neither did 11th September change the world. President Bush cruelly manipulated the grief of the American people and the sympathy of the rest of the world to introduce a world order dreamed up by a clutch of fan, fan, fantastic, how do you say that? Fantasists advising the Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. Fantasists. That's good. The Iraqi regime change, as we now know, was planned as part of a Pearl Wolfowitz campaign document to the would-be Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu years before Bush came to power. It beggars belief that Tony Blair should have signed up to this nonsense without realizing that it was no more or nor less than a project invented by a group of pro-Israeli American neoconservatives and right-wing Christian fundamentalists. But even now, we're fed more fantasy. Afghanistan, it's American-paid warlords raping and murdering their enemies, it's women still shrouded for the most part in their burqas, it's opium production now back as the world's number one export market, and it's people being killed at up to a hundred a week. Five American troops were shot dead two weekends ago. Is a success! something which Messrs. Bush and Rumsfeld still boast about. Iraq, a midden of guerrilla hatred and popular resentment, is also a success. Yes, Bush wants $87 billion to keep Iraq running. He wants to go back to the same U.N. he condemned as a talking shop last year. He wants scores of foreign armies to go to Iraq to share the burdens of occupation, though not, of course, the decision-making, which must remain Washington's exclusive imperial preserve. What's more, the world is supposed to accept the insane notion that the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the planet's last colonial war, although all mention of the illegal Jewish colonies in the West Bank and Gaza have been erased from the Middle East narrative in the American press, is part of the war on terror, the cosmic clash of religious will that President Bush invented after 9-11. Could Israel's interest be better served by so infantile a gesture from Bush? The vicious Palestinian suicide bombers and the grotesque implementation of Jews and uh, implantation of Jews and Jews only in the colonies has now been set in this colossal struggle of good against evil in which even Ariel Sharon named as personally responsible for the 1982 Sabra and Chantilla massacre by Israel's own commission of inquiry is a man of peace according to Mr. Bush and new precedents are set without discussion 
Washington kills the leadership of its enemies with impunity. It tries to kill Osama bin Laden and Mullah Omar and does kill Uday and Qusay Hussein and boast of its prowess in liquidating the al-Qaeda leadership from rocket-firing drones. It tries to kill Saddam in Baghdad and slaughter 16 civilians and admits that the operation was not risk-free. In Afghanistan, three men have now been murdered in the U.S. interrogation center at Bagram. We still don't know what really goes on in Guantanamo. What do these precedents mean? I have a dark suspicion. From now on, our leaders, our politicians, our statesmen will be fair game, too. If we go for the jugular, why shouldn't they? The killing of the U.N. Sergio Vieira del Melo was not, I think, a chance murder. Hamas's most recent statements, and since they've been added to the Bush circus of evil, we should take them seriously, are now more than ever personally threatening Mr. Sharon. Why should we expect any other leader to be safe? If Yasser Arafat is driven into Wazal yet again, will there be any restraints left? Of course, America's enemies were a grisly bunch. Sodom soiled his country with the mass graves of the innocents. Mullah Omar allowed his misogynist legions to terrify an entire society in Afghanistan. But in their absence, we've created banditry, rape, kidnapping, guerrilla war, and anarchy. And all in the name of the dead of 9-11. The future of the Middle East, which is what 9-11 was partly about, though we're not allowed to say so, has never looked bleaker and more bloody. The U.S. and Britain are trapped in a war of their own making, responsible for their own appalling predicament, but responsible, too, for the lives of thousands of innocent human beings cut to pieces by American bombs in Afghanistan and Iraq, shot down in the streets of Iraq by trigger-happy GIs. As for terror, our enemies are closing in on our armies in Iraq and our supposed allies in Baghdad and Afghanistan, even in Pakistan. We've done all of this in the name of the dead of 9-11. Not since the Second World War have we seen folly on this scale, and it has scarcely begun. Robert Fisk in today's UK Independent. I sure wish we had a way to get that on our website, but we can't find the uh, link. I'm sure there will story. be a way, maybe just not right now. Where there's a will, there's a way. Right. And our Kurds in way. I mean, I'm going to maybe read that again later on. I have to. It's just Fabulous. too damn good. Too damn good. And probably I'll do a better reading. And look at that. Look at the phone. Yeah. There's not one call on the board. Screenless, no less. Screenless, we're doing. No, less. not one call on the board. Why don't we bring C-SPAN in to hear the reflections of the public? Maybe they're observing a moment of silence. Is that what it is? A year of silence in South Florida? A lifetime of silence? A lifetime of indifference? How did George do filling in this summer? We're not even as emotional as they are on the poll. In much less than an hour, we got over 300 votes. Boy, you get him whipped up, man. 304 votes. How did George do? Okay, I listened. 96. Awful. I stopped listening. 74. Weak. I rarely listen. 69. Great job. Best ever, 57. Fabulous time for Neil to retire. Eight. That's what we got so far. Out of over 300 votes. You got him whipped up, man. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Uh, I felt uh, George did a good job, Neil. I was listening to him over the weekend, and he actually tried to do a radio show. Over the weekend? Yeah, he did a Saturday show. He was playing music. He thought he was uh, actually it was a DJ. Oh, this is Reverend Jones. WQAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. Listen, Neil, you're a little too smart to believe some of those things you read. I know you agree with a lot of what that guy just said, that's, that story you just read. But well, what part of it don't I believe? Well, not don't believe, but, you know, he's, that's a guy sitting in an ivory tower just writing about, you know, I just, it's well, hard what to Well, what part of what, he, what I just read is incorrect? Oh, that we're just, that there's a bunch of trigger-happy GI just blowing people away for the good of it. Did that happen in Vietnam? You're damn right it did. And yeah. a lot of people shouldn't have happened. Listen, we're there, and it's terrible, and I... 9-11. Well, let me ask you this. Why are we, why are we the there? Why, why were we in Vietnam? Sir, sir, why yeah. were we in Vietnam and why are we in Iraq? Well, we propped up that, that goofball uh, administration in, in, in uh, Vietnam. We shouldn't have done that. But that, that's what Didn't we prop up a goofball administration in Iraq? No, listen, it just happened, Neil. 
We just for no, no, wait, wait a minute. Why, why, why can't I have a conversation with people like I'm you? Sorry. Didn't we prop up a goofball administration, if that's the word you want to use, in, in Saddam Hussein in Iraq? Yes, we did. Didn't we sell him uh, chemical weapons and then we were about and, and say nothing right. about it when he was gassing the Kurds? Didn't we uh, do that? Yeah, well, we, those are certain things that didn't need to happen. I understand. The world's more complicated than you try to make it out to be. You I know? see. It's like Michael Moore. You like that guy, right? You want him for president. And? I saw bowling for Columbine. It was very good. I understand yeah. that. Charlton Heston is ridiculous. Well, let me, ask you, let me ask you this, sir. Who do you think right. has got a, greater, a better grasp? Uh, who's got a better intellect and a better grasp on the realities of life in the world today? Michael Moore or George W. Bush? Probably Michael Moore in, in a sense. But I okay, thank you. In a sense. In a sense. I mean, you know, this guy's just getting all emotional. He's not saying anything. Not saying anything. Well, you know, we did in Vietnam. Yeah, we butchered people in Vietnam. Thousands and thousands and thousands. We brought 50,000 American kids home in body bags. We're bringing kids home in body bags right now. Not in those numbers yet. Every single day. Not to mention, of course, the fallout. We had the story on our website yesterday about the quality of the air in New York. Right. On the former site of the World Trade Center and the crap that the people breathed in then and what they're still breathing in now. And you can imagine and about the, the quality of the air in Baghdad and other parts of Iraq. We're not just talking about what's happening right now. You know, Agent Orange didn't wind up killing people in a couple of weeks. It's the cumulative effect of these things. But this is an administration that doesn't care about any of those things because just like Robert Fisk said, it said it so well. This was all planned before Bush even stole the election. Right. By a bunch of right-wing lunatics, by a bunch of crazy people. They stole a, a bloodless coup. They stole your government from you right in broad daylight. And here's a guy rambling on, well, do you really believe Michael Moore? Blah, blah, blah. You know, when are you going to get a brain, sir? When are you going to get a life? When are you going to stop with a partisan political horse crap? Because that's what it is in America. It's a bunch of horse crap. And John Kerry's running around, well, you know, he didn't have any follow-through plan. About, and Jew Lieberman's running around, well, if you were against the war, then you're uh, some kind of a farbissin' a goy, or whatever he's uh, hawking these days, you know. They're all full of crap. Democratic Party is just as guilty. They sat back and they like uh, rubber stamped all of this crap because they were terrified of the political uh, fallout. Now that it's expedient that we're stuck in a quagmire and that people are dying every day, innocent Americans, now it's become fashionable. Only Howard Dean was the one right from the beginning who said this is an infamia, this is unacceptable. It's all based on a pack of lies, which it was. It's not even debatable anymore. And here's Colin Powell with his bullcrap about, well, we have these maps and he's holding up this stuff at the U.N. And then we're telling the U.N. that, well, if they don't go along with his resolution, that they're going to be just a uh, paper tiger. They're going to be meaningless. Nobody will take them seriously. And now we're going back again saying, hey, can you give us a helping hand? Can you help us out of this mess we got ourselves into? For old time's sake. Yeah, for old time's sake. I'm a Catholic. And, of course, don't forget about that road map. <laughs> oh. 14 past 11. How about those ball games, man? 14 past 11 at 560 WQM. Hey, how low can those interest rates go? I'm sure you're wondering that right now. Well, right as you speak, the financial group is doing the limbo rock. They're sneaking under that free financing rate that was low before, but they're sneaking a peek under it. 1.95% is right. Now you can refinance your home or buy a new home and get a super low 1.95% financing rate with our good friends at Financial Group. Call them toll-free, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-LEND. If you're even thinking about refinancing or buying real estate, call the financial group at 1-800-940-LEND. To give you an idea of the kind of money you can save, listen to these payment amounts. If you have yourself a $100,000 loan, you pay only $368 a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are only $736 a month. Even George can, well, almost. Call financial group toll-free at 1-800-940-LEND and get the low, amazing, astonishing, shocking rate that you've been searching and hoping and praying for 1.95%. 
Interest rates are at all-time low, so do the smart thing. Call Financial Group today and hop on a bandwagon. 1-800-940-LEND. 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly. 5.19 APR. Sports Radio 560. QAM. Hang in the butt, honey. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. And now the Saudis... They hit us hard, and on our cars our little flags wave. As that Saudi loving retired points the bombers the wrong way. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to be an American, where they follow bush like sheep. The United States of arrogance, led by Bush and his family, green they got this country. Handling towards the darkest days in our history I don't want to be a Pax American In the goddamn USA What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past If you want that SUV to drive Gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American. Oh, where we patriotically wave a flag in one hand. With our head in the sand and blindly follow the powers that be apathetic. Up, watching state front news on a 65-inch screen. Scratcher falls and fire, everything's okay. In the goddamn USA. Don't bless America. Level <laughs> 21. Fun for the mindless, that's what it's all about. The mindless masses. Asses. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Look at this. You have generated over three hundred and forty responses in an hour that this uh -huh. new poll has been up. I think that's a record. I think, I it think might that be. may be a post alien record. Well, there's similarities. How did George do? Yeah, but he had a uh, larger penis. That's what the abuela <laughs> said. Yeah, they ain't seen nothing. They were yanking it. How did George do filling in this summer? Can you imagine what it's like now, huh? <laughs> no. Probably he's got probably got an innie now. He's probably like a. <laughs> oh. Uh, George did okay. I listened to 110. It was okay. Okay. Which is all you can ask for, okay? Okay. 110. Awful. I stopped listening 83. Oh, good we... news. What's that? I don't, not to mean to interrupt you, but this is, uh, really you important. You interrupted me. Yeah, I know. Jim, uh, is offering to email the text of the article to Eric. Would you, could you please there, uh, Jim? Please, Jim. get it. Right? Right. Eric at neilrogers.com. Thank you, Jim. That's Eric, E-R-I-C. Eric at neilrogers.com. <laughs> well, no, I mean, what does he know? It could be with a K. Like a Viking? There are people named Eric who spell it with a K, okay? K. K. Cake? Now, what the was I just doing? I was reading Read the results. Uh, here we go. 
Okay, I listen 110. Awful, I stop listening 83. Weak, I rarely listen 75. Great job, the best ever. Nice going, George, 65. Fabulous, time for Neil to retire. And look at how many we got on that. We got... Nine. Yeah, probably Robert Greeper voted about five times, you little creep. Greeper to Creeper. You little scumbag, you. See, I was thinking about that. Now it's ten. He just voted again out of 348. I was thinking about the similarities between Clarence and his little crew of sports nerd misfits, Clarence the Beast and Robert Greeper. What do they have in common? Can't get laid. Why can't they get laid? Well, first of all, personality defect, number one. Number two, at least not with women anyway. Homos don't do women. And number three, if you don't have a penis, it's kind of hard to get laid unless you strap one on. Maybe you want to loan Clarence that big black uh, piece that Roy! we're so obsessed with. Which one? We got a couple. Oh, the one that Scran was so obsessed with, too. The one with the handle? She fell in love with it. Yeah, the one with that big plunger. 348 votes. And uh, let's see. Now, the positive ones for you, 122, 187. So negatory, 161. You're a little uh, you're ahead. You're ahead. Not by a lot, though. It's nip and tuck. It's close. And, of course, the future of George's broadcasting career, as marginal as it is, is hanging on this vote today. Absolutely. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil, what's going on? How you doing, sir? Listen, man, seven out of ten people believe that Saddam Hussein has something to do with the World Trade Center. Right, because the you public know, is stupid. I read it in either the uh, Washington Post or the New York Times, I think it was a couple days ago. Yeah, we had that on our website a few days ago, right. Un just based on that, Unbelievable. that mm -hmm. just that alone, I mean, you got to pull not only your teeth, but your hair off, man. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm spinning my wheels. I'm, I'm doing a Randy Rhodes here. Unbelievable. Right. I mean, I should just be sitting here going, blah, 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 like that. They like that a lot better. I, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know what to do, man. I mean, where are you going to move to? You can't move anywhere. I think Toronto sounds good. Yeah, but it's expensive there, though. No, it's not. Well, so I, the I Canadian dollar Canadian dollar is only worth 73 cent American, and so it makes it very affordable here. That's not bad. All mm -hmm. right, we'll take care and keep your head up. Okay, again, you too. I'm trying to keep my head on it. Only if they take their hand off the back of it and, you know, let me kind of steer my own path. Al Jazeera airs purported Bin Laden tape. The audio tape says the real battle hasn't started yet. On the eve of the second anniversary of 9-11 attacks today, Arabic language news network Al Jazeera broadcast yesterday what it said was that new video. Oh, you know what other tape they showed yesterday? If I can interrupt myself now. Which I loved. I wish I had taped the audio of that. God, did you see uh, the, uh, the cranking of Rumsfeld at his speech to the press club? No. You didn't see that? No. Oh, it was great. <laughs> there were a couple of uh, young ladies up there with a huge protest sign about the bloodbath oh. in Iraq and about uh, the soldiers that are dying. And uh, he's in the middle of his speech, and she yells out, Mr. Rumsfeld, you're fired. <laughs> and he looked up all like startled, and she started going off, man, and about you're a butcher and a murderer, and American troops are dying every day, and uh, this is an illegal war. It was all based on lies. And they finally, of course, security. It took them a little while. They were like up upstairs, and uh, they took security about 30 seconds to get up there. But yeah, they on the City Pulse here in Toronto, they showed the whole thing. Oh, you got to just roll a tape. Just keep. It going. I, I wish I, I wish I had uh, had the audio. It was fabulous. And then, of course, you know, trying to be the wise guy he always is. Uh, she finally gets dragged away, and he looks at the crowd and says, Well, well, you know, and just picks up where he left off from the prepared text. How witty. It was a beautiful performance. Nice going, sweetheart, whoever the hell you were. Naturally, they dragged them away in typical fascist fashion, just like a scene from the Vietnam era. It's the tricky dick all over again, and LBJ. Anyway, 
Osama, um, let me read it again. On the eve of the second anniversary of 9-11, Arabic language news network Al Jazeera broadcast yesterday what it said was a new video type of al-Qaeda leader Osama Yomama bin Laden and his top deputy radio voiceovers urging Muslims in Iraq to devour the Americans. They're going to eat us. In the audio tape accompanying the video, a voice purported to be that of bin Laden's chief deputy, Ayman al-Zawari, warned that the battle with the U.S. was far from over and exhorted fighters in Iraq to bury the Americans in the graveyard of Iraq. The purported voice of al-Zawari was also saying the U.S. has so far experienced just the first skirmishes and has not yet begun to realize the true volume of its casualties. Those fighters in Iraq, we greet them and salute them and support them and ask God to bless their efforts and their bravery in fighting the crusaders, he said, and we tell them God is with you and the nation is supporting you, depend and rely on God and yada, yada, yada. It warned that the real battle hasn't started yet. Prepare yourself for the punishment of your crimes. We recommend to the mothers of the soldiers, if you'd like to see your sons, then hasten to ask your government to return them rather than coming back to you in coffins, the voice said. 27 after 11 at 560 WQM. If you're underpaid and overworked, underappreciated like the U.S. military, how would you like to have a new high-paying career before the year's end? Pick up that phone and call Fast Train toll-free and change your life forever. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow. There's no better time than right now, this moment, to get you a new high-paying career. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, convenient evening and weekend schedules. And now they have six Florida locations, a couple up in Tampa and four in South Florida, so there's bound to be one convenient to where you're hanging it out. Fast Train offers financial assistance for those who qualify, too. Pick up that instrument right now, stick your finger in it, and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. There's no excuse to stay in a crappy dead-end job working for peanuts for some schmuck like clearance another day. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com and call them toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560 QAM. All right. Got pierced nipples and a belly ring, baby. That's not enough. Cause I'm a virgin wearing a G-string, baby. If the world don't know I want it to be known, and now I'm hotter than yesterday, my body. All right. 11.32 at 5.60, WQM. Speaking of All right. Jim Mandis at 1, at 2, whatever the hell time he's on, 2 to 4. See, I'm back in that time warp again, that 9 to 1, that abortion that they had us for a year and a half that they saddled us with. Shame on you, Greg, you idiot, you quizzling. Uh, Jim Mandis, 2 to 4. Hank Goldberg, 4 to 7. A humper in the studio, 5 to 6, the Beano Cook <laughs> Show. Don't ask me why, but Clarence says a lot of people listen to that. You believe it? Did he really? That's what he said. He said they get big numbers. They've checked out 5 to 6 when Beano was on. He said, About 30, man. People listen to that. Uh, Hurricane Hotline from Tony Roma's in the Gables, 7 to 9 tonight with Joe Z and Don Bailey Jr. and all those Hurricane silly people, probably the Beast, too. He'll be over there sucking up some free food, fat slob. 9 to 2, a five-hour show for Eddie K, because the Marlins have a travel day off today before they come up against the Braves tomorrow. Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5, is a lead into you-know-what, you know? Absolutely. The wigged one. Tony faxes and says, 
CNBC reported uh, Tuesday night that Bruce, Bernie Ebers, and others who uh, ran Worldcon are born-again Christians. Worldcon, he writes it. They thought that God would straighten out their mess. Well, how do you like that? Born-again Christians ripping off the public? What a concept, huh? I bet yeah. you Jim and Tammy Faye are proud and Jimmy Swaggart and uh, Jerry Falwell and, and Pat Keating. Robertson and all those other, and Charles Keating, all those other phony balonies, huh? And the Pope. All the other religious fakers. When is the public going to wake up? And I'm sitting here on a sports station in Miami puking my guts out. I might as well be talking to the guy at the wall, except I'm getting paid a lot of money. I mean, what, what is, what's it all about, Alfie? You know? What is it all about? And there's Dumbo right there. Look at that. There's El Presidente attending church services. Whoopee-doo. I got news for you. We ain't got a prayer. Not with him in there. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Wireless Now We're doing screenless because Scott's under a lot of pressure. He's having an emotional breakdown. Trying to find out why Borja Selma. And then he gives me crap this morning about the Panthers are going to do uh, win the Stanley Cup because they signed Joe Newendike. The Leafs signed Joe Newendike, okay, silly person? Silly goose? I have no life. No wonder our clearance don't want to pay you. WQAM. Hello, I'd like to say something to Neil. Go ahead. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I have a prediction about... Six months or so before the next election, yes. that's where they're going to find Adam Hussein and bin Laden and maybe even some buried weapons of mass destruction. Buried treasure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like uh, and for this, you know, Bush to look good. Uh -huh. It'll baffle the people with BS again. And one other thing for your uh, charity, I got a good thing that could make some money. Okay. You remember the uh, old Howdy Doody puppets? Sure do. Being Bush is a puppet, you know, make, put some strings on one of those and make some money. Well, you just make a, a Mr. Bluster with a bush head on it. Sounds good to me. Remember Mr. Bluster? I think I have herpes. Okay, Mo, just calm down, okay? It's a family show. We don't want to talk about all your sexually transmitted diseases, okay? I think I have herpes. Okay. That's God punishing you for being a Jets fan. Everybody knows. Everybody's on to him. They know he's the, the whole family's got the green and white, the Jets colors painted on. You're fooling nobody, Mo. Absolutely. No, Mo. Now, line nine, what do you think that is, Scott? I just want to see if you're learning anything. Line nine. Uh, it could be somebody who's not genuine. <laughs> you mean like you? <laughs> Here's line nine. Scott says you're not genuine. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing, buddy? Are you genuine? I am for real. With Are you me. like a real living and breathing caller on line uh, nine? I'm, let me yeah. mark this down. I'm keeping a diarrhea. By all means. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. I'll tell you what, I don't mess with politics or religion, so I, uh, I have nothing to talk about there. Only but sex I... and money, man. That's where it's at. There money and sex, go. sex and money. That's well, it. Gland and hand. Has, this has to do with sex. I actually am getting engaged here soon. and I, I thought you had good ring. news for us. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Exactly. I know nobody's nobody's for it, but God knows. you got to do it sooner or later. Or, yeah. You know, I'll lose uh, my dowry. <laughs> what happens is, is uh, the rings are ready today, and I was thinking about doing it tonight, and then I realized by listening to you, it's September 11th. Would this be a good or bad thing? I could make a, a happy, you know, September 11th, or I would, I would, I I'd wait. screw, I'd screw my brains out with or without the rings, or well, there depending you... on what kind of ring you're talking about, you know, oh, I can't say. Yeah, it's a, I don't know, I, but it's it's about ten grand, and I don't want to lose it over the weekend either. Yeah, so no, I, I go for it. I go for it because the way things yeah. are going right now, especially with these Nazis in here, you never know whether the weekend's going to be finished or not. So just oh, do yeah, the best you can, okay? Yeah, Bush is going to bomb us before we they bomb us. That's do it sure. until that thing falls off, man. That's my best suggestion for you. You got it, buddy. I'm okay, good luck it. to you. Have a good All time. Right. He's he's plugging it. He's plugging the gap. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Seriously, uh, sex and money—that's where it's at. And of course, if you haven't got any money, then uh, yeah. <laughs> what? You're me. <laughs> oh, what a he thought! A what line. a concept! What a concept! By the way, thanks to Gene for that fax. Before I'm sorry, you waited a half an hour on hold, but it's the way it goes. I had a lot of important crap. I'm going to read that Robert Fisk article again later in the one o'clock hour. Don't let me forget. And I know it's not going to change a damn thing, and we will get it on our website. But uh, makes well, us feel good. And it makes us feel like we're doing something, just like the days when I did the seven months without any phone calls, and I thought like I was doing something, I was a moron, an idiot. See, I think that might have been a format that would have worked, like, uh, you know, if we had, if we were on a bunch of stations, if the show was syndicated, like every other talk show host in America, except that I got Norma Kent, who's a silly person with his bobblehead dolls, who's an overgrown child. Let's see, here's one that says, the Democratic presidential ticket for 2004 should be Dean and Graham because they're the only ones with balls to stick it to Bush. P.S. It says, don't let Donna Shalala hear that. Yeah, she gets upset when she hears about balls. She don't like balls. She likes breasts and things like that. She said it's breast by test, silly-ass bitch. Donna Shalala at the U of M. You know, that whole episode is so, it's so unconscionable, it's so amazing, so uh, so unbelievable. That the president of the University of Miami raised a stink that we had to take the logo off a couple of billboards because it said WQM, we've got balls, which is a, a, a line used by every sports station in America. I mean, you think we got anything original? No. Of course not. We stole it from all the other guys, from some other agency. And Donna Shalili. Unbelievable. She's probably busy, uh, would like to be waxing Janet Reno Shalili right now. She uh, makes a big stink about it. Get our name off the billboard. That's disgusting. We've got balls. That's grotesque. It's absolutely. Un Believable. Bunch of blue-nosed assholes at the U of M, man. They ought to change the colors of U of M from uh, orange and whatever the hell it is, green, just to blue, as in blue nose, or maybe brown eyes, <laughs> something like that. What and a bunch of... Pink. Like, really, seriously. Even though I broadcast those baseball games for about 100 years over there, what? I, I learned. I really learned, man. I got to see the inside of what that place is all about. The alumni and the, the blue noses in the... Uh, just the whole operation, enough to make you puke your guts out. And then they're playing another girls' school in football. East Carolina State Polytechnic Girls' School for the Blind. A bunch of amputees they're playing this weekend. What's the... Yeah, seriously, that's the kind of schedule they make out. Oh, we're number one. Look at it. And, and, and the town's never going to change. It's still the same horseball place it always has been. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm not pretending to be a Marlins fan or a baseball fan because I'm not. I could, could care less. But the fact that these guys have done the job that they've done, and they brought in this 90-year-old manager, Jack McKean, who's come in here and done a hell of a job, and they're like 16 games over 500, and they're in, uh, leading in a wild-card race with only 15 games to go. The fact that they've done that is a major accomplishment. And I'm, Scott's telling me they're expecting 35000 a game for the Braves, which I hope a lot of those... And who's Mo going to be rooting for in those games, by the way? Mr. Braves fan, which they already basically got the division clinched. They don't need to win any of those games. He then well better be rooting for the Marlins, or we're going to root his ass out of town. Absolutely. Pronto, tanto. But if there's any empty seats in those games, that's going to be bogus. It's going to show up the town for what it is. They better be packed to the rafters. Am I right? They better I'm be listening. packing them in there. Yeah, screw you, Mo, you silly old goose. You nasty, rotten, anti-human piece of turd. God, how did we ever get saddled with that thing, huh? Talent search. With, with Mr. Weaselhead. How did George do filling in this summer? That's our poll question on neilrogers.com. 401 votes in an hour and 20 minutes, George. We're going at a record pace here. Conceivable we could top 800 votes just during the show today on this poll. That's how emotional they are about you. Now, that has never happened. What? 800 during the show? I, I don't I don't think so. Maybe, I, maybe, but I don't, even I don't during the so. Alien days, I don't believe so. Is that... Incredible. Yeah, see. 
401 votes. How did George do filling? Okay, I listened to 133. Like I said, it just changed again. Out of 404, three more. Uh, awful, I stopped listening. 99. Weak, I rarely listened to 84. Great job, the best ever. 76. And fabulous, it's time for Neil to retire. 12. 2.9% want me to retire. Okay, no problem. See, I'm figuring 150,000 listeners at 10 bucks a piece is a million and a half. So if you'll each contribute 10 bucks a piece, tax free, is, you know, no problem for the rest of my life. See, okay. we, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll even, I'll share. I'll even share some of that since it's tax free. A few thousand. About 30, man. Yeah, that'll keep you alive. And then maybe a few bucks for Scott, too. How many bucks? About 30, man. <laughs> yeah, which is more than he's making now. Yeah, I agree. It's 30 more than he's making now, thanks to Clarence being in there. Hey, Clarence, you know, you put on a good act, but we know you're a putz. That's why, the, that's why every, and, and what was it? It was 34C. It was Pharrell's uh, girlfriend. He tried, like, put his hand up her leg. Who are yeah. you? Talk about this. He really did that? That's what, the, uh, that's what the story says. Yes. I would have slapped his ass down so fast. Get your hands off the merchandise, you little quizzling, you little fairy. God, who are you kidding? You know, it's one thing about being in the uh, PD's position at QM. Let's see, we had Andrew Ass in the woods. We had Muff, and now we have Clarence. You see, you see a pattern developing here? Yes. No. When the time comes to have your carpets cleaned, you can go and open the yellow pages and take Russian roulette, you know, play all kinds of games and get ripped off. Or you can do the smart thing like I've done in my house for over 20 years. Call the best people in the universe, Drive Concepts. They are sensational. They're fabulous. What a great job they do for me, including I think about a month ago it was there. And when I got home, I took a look around and I said, no problem. Same beautiful job they always do. Your carpets look and feel and smell just like brand new at a fraction of the course of the cost. They give you a written guaranteed price before they start the job so you don't have to worry about getting ripped off. Rock Concepts is offering you a chance here during these final days of summer to save 15% extra on your next carpet cleaning. Just call Rock Concepts at the usual toll-free number, 1-800-248-5071. Ask to be put on their standby list. Then Rock Concepts will call you the next time they've got an opening in their schedule. Just like when you fly standby, if you're available when they have an opening, they'll knock 15% off the price. So call Rock Concepts today. Ask to be put on that standby list. They might even have an opening for you the day you call, like today perhaps. And they give you 15% off the price of the job. And I guarantee you'll be amazed if you never used these folks before. How stupendous your carpets will look. They'll be dry in a couple of hours. They'll smell them any fresh. And like I said, look like you had brand new laid right there on the floor. Call toll-free 1-800-248-5071 or check them on the worldwide wicked web at dryconcepts.com. Live, live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QM, QAM. Brave young men who shave their chests, spray 3M to mount fake breasts, trim their necks with burning pain so they can be queen for a day. With wig placed upon their head, smooth nylon legs, and a slutty dress. Right. Rouge on their cheeks and body spray. Now they're ready to play Queen for a day. Stumbling out in five-inch pumps to go hobbling about the club. In the hope of getting laid So they can feel like a queen for a day Meeting friends at the cabaret oh. For the Judy Garland Come on, you're happy. 
cavalcade They spent like this So fan and fade Holding on the stage for a day. Okay. Encountered by a drunk sports fan who says, hey baby, I want to be your man. That's a clump, but he won't complain. It's a date he'll make oh. with the queen for a day. Okay, Kenneth Las Macho, Jack Bailey, the former host of Queen for a Day on TV, or Jack Bailey, the harness driver at Vernon Downs. Scott? Yes, sir. It's 11 till noon. If, an answer is not required. It's a rhetorical <laughs> question. 11 till noon at 560QM. And uh, we're always talking about the old people and the bad driving. Yeah. Making drive throughs driving into, uh, you know, uh, buildings and pizza shops. Well, we're trying to even it out a little bit, change the demographic. Palm Beach Post reports, this from Tampa. Authorities said a toddler slipped out of his mother's locked motel room, climbed into his family's car, and accidentally drove it through the room's door and window. Oh! Rex Davis, too, was not injured in the accident yesterday morning. The Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office said his mother, Gina Hopkins, was taking a shower at the Red Roof Inn when Rex left the room. It's almost unbelievable that a two-year-old could have done that, said Hillsborough County Sheriff's Lieutenant Rod Reeder. One detective dubbed him Little Houdini after the accident. Reader said while Rex's mother was showering, the youngster managed to get the car keys, unlock the motel room door, go outside, enter the unlocked car. Once he started the manual transmission vehicle... <laughs> this is a it real a story! Manual. Huh? It was a manual. Oh, that was the problem. Maybe he read about it in the manual. No, that's even tougher. No, you Once he started the, the manual transmission manual vehicle, thing. it lurched forward about eight feet, crashing through the door and window of room 133, Reader said. Hopkins had left the car in first gear, he said. Reader said nobody was in the room at the time. No one was hurt. Reader said a motel employee saw Rex climbing out of the passenger side of the car. The accident caused about two grand in damage to the uh, motel, Reader said. Hopkins declined comment. Kelly Johnson, spokeswoman for the Dallas-based Red Roof in Chain, said motel officials will investigate the accident, decide whether anybody should be held liable for monetary damages. Right now, we're just thankful nobody was hurt, Johnson B. Sand. She said, watch out for your Johnson. The child was well cared for. The door was locked, and the mother has to take a shower sometimes. She said she did everything right. She just has a very precocious child. Two years old. Can you imagine by the time he's about ten? What a talent. He'll be stealing Janet Reno's uh, uh, Mack truck. <laughs> Her little red truck. Poor Janet. Poor misunderstood Janet. By the way, Eric is the best. Oh! He continues to amaze and astonish me. I just checked our website. The Robert Fist story is already up on there. All right. How do you like that? It's the lead story on NeilRogers.com. Folly taken to a scale we haven't seen since WW2. I mean, he lays it right out there for you. He doesn't pull any punches. It's right there for you. I'm going to read it again in the uh, one to two hour. Excellent. So sick and tired of all this propaganda of the Certainly Not News Network and MSNBC with their flags and their pom-poms and, and the pictures on the wall and this glorious Operation Iraqi Freedom and all that other bull crap. Stop the lies already, you people in the media make me sick. Make me sick to my stomach. Dean takes slightly in Iowa poll. Should I calm down a little bit? I think just a little. No, a couple of notches. No. Tone it down a few notches. No. Howard Dean has taken a slight lead over Dick Gebhardt in a poll of those likely to attend the Iowa Democratic caucuses, giving the former Vermont governor an advantage in the two states with the first presidential contest this January in Edo. Dean was 20, at 23%. Gebhardt, Missouri Congressman, 17%. John Kerry, who looks really scary, of Massachusetts, 11%. In the Iowa poll conducted by Zogby International. A third, 32%, were undecided. All the other candidates in single digits. Wait till you hear these numbers. 
Uh, in New Hampshire, by the way, which holds its primary week after the January 19th Iowa caucuses, Dean holds a big 12-point lead over Kerry. Dean's been drawing big crowds and rallies around the country, raising millions of dollars and aggressively buying TV ads in the early states. In the Iowa poll, 6% of those likely to attend the caucuses chose North Carolina Senator John Edwards, 4% Connecticut Senator Jew Lieberman, Oy. with or without his titses, and 2% Ohio Representative Dennis Kucinich. Florida Senator Bob Graham, Carol Mosley-Brown, and retired General Wesley Clark each had 1%. Clark's expected to decide soon whether he'll enter the race. And, now let's see, the Zogby poll, I don't want to go through the other numbers. Speaking of Wesley Clark, here's the interesting part, okay, for anybody who might care. Democratic okay. uh, presidential candidate Howard Dean has asked retired Army General Wesley Clark to join his campaign if the former NATO commander does not jump into the race himself next week. And the two men discussed the vice presidency at a weekend meeting in California, the sources familiar with the discussion said. Clark, in a telephone interview yesterday, said he didn't want to comment about the private meeting. Asked about reports that the two men have discussed a wide range of issues, including endorsing Dean joining the campaign, possible roles in the Dean administration, the vice presidency said only it was a complete tour of the horizon. Leader and advisory advisor quoted Clark as saying, I have only one decision to make while I seek the presidency. I think that ticket can't lose. Howard Dean, Wesley Clark. Love Especially it. after Wesley Clark was so strong on Meet the Press several weeks ago, because if you're strong on Meet the Press... You know what I'm saying? Did you see that show? That means you make uh, Tim Russert look yeah. red and pasty and Irish, which he is. He's red and pasty and Irish. Tim Russert makes me ill. So there you go. There's the uh, possibility. There's your new president, President Dean. No kin to Jimmy Dean or Timmy Dean or even Dizzy Dean. This is very disturbing, the story from ABC. And let me say it again. On the day when everybody's like waving the flags and we're hearing all the names read, you know, that's all well and good. You know, we're big on ceremonies, on ceremonial crap. But in the meantime, how about taking care of business, nah. right? Nah. That's what we ought to be doing with all that money that we're wasting over there in Iraq. And that guy that was fumping and stumbling around that called me earlier trying to, well, I know you believe some of the stuff you read, yeah. No, I read it because I don't believe it, okay? Because I'm a fantasist, like it says in there. How come you only read stuff you agree with? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cute. And more cartoons from our friend there. Just calm down, Gene. Here's a fax that says from Josh says, the thing that really frosts my ass, and I can't recall anyone else bringing this up, is the fact that Bush is using these tax cuts to pay for his re-election bid. The economy is in the crapper, and this douchebag thinks he's going to stimulate it by giving rich bastards who spend as much money as they already want more money. Unlike Bush, Karl Rove is no moron. He knows that those rich bastards are going to donate a good portion of their booty, in other words, tax cut, right back to Georgia's re-election campaign. In other words, he's siphoning it back into his own ass. That's right. He's literally putting his re-election campaign on the national credit card. Like I said, Josh says, frost my ass. And then it says, no, George, you cannot frost nor eat my ass. No worries. No worries, Josh. As far as George's summer performance review, I'd give him a grade of B, as in... Bogus? No, B as in better than nothing. Okay. Better than tapes. Booger, as in... Booger. Not bad. Most of the time I enjoy listening to him. His best day was the one where he was refusing to dish out some QAM dirt. And uh, one of the callers goaded him into letting it all hang out figuratively. It made for some great radio. Whatever that means. What was that all about? I, I forgot what it was about, but I wasn't going to say anything because I was afraid uh, someone might get pissed off. And then it occurred to me that I'm going to be fired Absolutely. at the end of your contract anyway, so who cares? Yeah, but uh, in the meantime, you got three years plus to go. Right. Well, how long did they make your contract for? Uh, I got another two years and change. It was uh, three years in February, I think. I see. Well, I think on March 1st of that last year, that's a good time for me to hang it up. And retire! Retire! And all these people, all these negatory assholes out there, the ones who claim to hate this show, the ones who listen to hang on every word that I say every single day on the uh, 20 days a year that I work, oh, what are you going to do then, huh? 
Mr. Smarty Pants, all you military people. What are they going to do then? Fire. They're going to be praying. They're going to be begging me to come back. They're going to be bringing bags of money to my house. Only problem is I won't be there, eh? I'll give you a P.O. box. It's cash, small bills, tax-free. Tax-exempt like the Pope. 150 votes say you were okay. I listened. That's a little over a third out of 4-4. Four, four. We're looking at number 444. And you know something? This really is a staggering rate at which these votes be pouring in. Because we didn't start till like about a quarter after 10, 20 after 10 with this new poll. Right. So, and it's not even, so it's not even close to two hours yet. And we got 444. Okay, 150. Awful. I stopped listening. 107. Weak. I rarely listened. 93. Great job. Best ever. 78. Fabulous. Time for Neil to retire. 16. Notice that last number is sneaking up there. No. Sneaking. Hey, announcing, speaking of numbers, a 2003 Neil Rogers blowout sale going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC. My friends Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto over there have a motto. When in doubt, blow it out. Here's Neil deal number one. Save up to seven grand, $7,000 with the highest rebates of the year plus deep, deep discounts way down into your pants. Neil deal number two. Get 0% financing for up to five years. And listen to this. Lease a 2003 Grand Prix GT2 for only 279 bucks a month for 36 months with 12,000 miles a year and 2,000 bucks is all you pay out of pocket. Hell, it's also got great deals on Yukons and Denali's too. Tom and Joe invite you to test drive any vehicle on the lot and get you two tickets to Saturday's Hurricanes East Carolina game. Hurricanes against the girls' school. Hurry in because supplies are limited. And, of course, Hallett continues to have the best selection in town of certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, dependable vehicles that you can count on. And, speaking of counting on, you can count on the fact that you'll get a deal made over there, even if your credit record isn't perfect because they're not picky. At Hallett, they want to cut your deal. It's the 2003 blowout sale going on right now as I speak. And our friends, Hallett Pontiac GMC, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls. They're legendary. They've been doing people right for 35 years plus in South Florida. They're open every day, seven days a week, too. For more info on these great Neal deals right now, call the Neal Deal Hotline toll-free at one 534 That's 1-888-534-4211. Don't forget all Neal deals. Subject to credit approval, see our buddies at Hallett for details. At Hallett Pontiac GMC, you'll agree with me. They really are professional grade. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. And Osama bin Laden. And whenever I am in Miami, I listen to Nero Rogers. Where to one hour. Baby, launch a couple missiles. Oh! Toward a place we know. Yes. And aim them at a fella whose first name begins with O. There's one thing we all understand. Al-Qaeda won't be finished until we blow up Pakistan. All right. We could chase them around forever. Absolutely. With our tanks and all our troops. But special forces are so tired of jumping through them hoops. You know we need another plan So let's cut out all the nonsense And go blow up Pakistan Okay Al-Qaeda needs a nuclear tank Why don't we stop
Jeffrey on Montreal Canadiens, 1203 at 560 WQM, trying to educate Scott on a little bit of hockey. He knows nothing. He's absolutely illiterate when it comes to hockey, and we're sad about that. We are delighted over the fact, though, that he isn't a sports nerd. We're thrilled with that. Yeah. Aren't we, George? Well, I'm not so sure. What do you mean by that? Maybe he's a wannabe sports nerd. Oh, no, we don't want no uh, sports nerd or even wannabe sports nerd. There's that fat-headed Jerry Nachman on MSNBC with Lester Holt. I do like Lester Holt. I mean, he doesn't really say anything, but he's just got a great stentorian voice. You know, he commands respect because he's got, you know what I mean? He's right. got a good presence. He's got good presence. Although George does give good presence, I usually just give him away, though. I know. This is very disturbing from ABC News, no less. Border breach, question mark, as Customs fails to detect depleted uranium again. For a second year, U.S. government screeners have failed to detect a shipment of depleted uranium in a container sent by ABC News from overseas as part of a test of security at American ports. Did they pass the test? No. I think this is a case in point which established the soft underbelly of national security and homeland defense in the U.S., said Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, California, who's been urging the Bush administration to do more to enhance port security. The ABC News test was criticized by officials at the Department of Homeland Security who assigned agents in at least four cities to investigate ABC personnel and news sources involved. I think you're a news reporter who's trying to carry out a hoax on our inspectors, Homeland Security Assistant Secretary Asshole Hutchinson told Brian Ross, ABC News' chief investigative correspondent for a report to be broadcast today on World News Tonight and Primetime Thursday. The ABC News project involved a shipment of, uh, to Los Angeles of just under 15 pounds of depleted uranium a harmless substance that's that's legal to import in the U.S. The uranium in a steel pipe with a lead lining was placed in a suitcase for the shipment. If they can't detect that, then they can't detect the real thing, explained Tom Cochran, a nuclear physicist at the Natural Resources Defense Council, which lent the material to ABC News for the project. Cochran said the highly enriched uranium used for nuclear weapons would, with slightly thicker shielding, give off a signature similar to the depleted uranium in the screening devices currently being used by Homeland Security officials at American ports. The ABC News suitcase containing the uranium was placed in a teak trunk along with other furniture put in a container in Jakarta, Indonesia, a city considered by U.S. authorities to be one of the most active al-Qaeda hotspots in the world. The container was shipped to L.A. in late July, just a week before the bombing of Jakarta Marriott Hotel that killed 12 people. Homeland Security uh, Secretary Tom Ridges claimed major improvements in port security in per, uh, part because of enhanced vigilance overseas so that our borders become the last line of defense, not our first line of defense, Ridge said in a speech last week. He said the U.S. was increasing security thousands of miles away long before a container is first loaded on a ship. But in Jakarta, ABC News producers David Scott and Rhonda Schwartz Oy. found that the chest in which they had placed the depleted uranium was never opened or inspected before being sent on to L.A. How do you like that? I it took us only a few days to find a shipper willing to send a container to America with almost no questions asked, said Scott. We didn't tell the company about the depleted uranium, said Schwartz, and they never asked. Don't ask, we won't tell. The shipment was handled by Maersk Logistics, part of the giant Maersk shipping company based in Copenhagen. Ever been in Copenhagen? No. I love Copenhagen. Do you Danish? A mayor's company official said that procedures do not require their agents to inspect containers loaded outside of the pier area. Mayor's provided what it calls door-to-door -door service, which allowed the container to be loaded in a furniture store. We rely on screening of government authorities to validate shipping contents, said mayor's security official John Hyde. In a statement, mayor said the ABC News findings had caused it to investigate and review its procedures overseas. Thank the Lord. Thank you. Oh, God. 
Any important deviations from formal procedures will be rectified immediately, the statement said. Furthermore, security procedures will be re reviewed again in order to evaluate whether any other adjustments could be made because they got egg on their push. They were embarrassed, okay? This is the kind of security we got, and we're spending billions and billions every day and sacrificing human lives in Iraq. We're fighting uh, Claude Rains, the invisible man in Iraq. And, yeah, then we got the traveling man, Charles McKinley. No relation to William McKinley. How's William McKinley doing? Well, he's still dead. But not Chuck. Charles McKinley, he showed him what a bunch of assholes they are. A man who dodged a $240 round-trip airplane ticket by having himself flown to Texas in a crate has helped critics of the nation's aviation security dramatically illustrate their concerns. Had himself shipped in a crate. Charles McKinley, 25, of the Bronx, New York, was discovered Saturday morning inside a crate being delivered to his parents' home in DeSoto, Texas. Delivery driver Billy Ray Thomas of Pilot Air Freight told police he was unloading a crate when he noticed eyes looking at him from between the slats in the cargo crate. Startled, Thomas <laughs> tore open the crate expecting to find a body. Startled? Yeah. Can you imagine? No, not really. <laughs> I'd crap my pants. Would you really? Well, <clears throat> think about it. I'll be damned. McKinley emerged, thanked Thomas for a delivery, went inside the home. Thank you. Pleasant trip. Thomas reported the incident to DeSoto police. The officers discovered that he was wanted in Dallas County on two counts of theft by check and one traffic violation. As of Tuesday afternoon late, McKinley remained in the Dallas County jail. The crate was flown from New York JFK to Dallas-Fort Worth in the pressurized cabin of a Boeing 727 freighter by Kitty Hawk Air Cargo. TSA spokesman Mark Hatfield said his agency, the FBI, and law enforcement officials in Texas and New York are conferring about what charges to file against him. Privately, officials said it's not clear he broke any federal laws. McKinley could be prosecuted for fraud in New York. He charged the shipment of the crate in which he had uh, hid to his employer 550 bucks. the AP reports. This is just one more proof that we don't have a clue what's in our airplane, said aviation consultant Michael Boyd. While passenger security measures have improved since 9-11-2001, critics like Boyd say air cargo needs more attention. Let's don't get carried away. People don't ship themselves every day. It's very dangerous. The guy's lucky to be alive, Boyd said. But it does show that the back door of the airport is wide open. We're no more safe than we were two years ago. That's why airports around the country are just like Clarence. Their back door is open. Hatfield says the incident validates the emphasis we're now putting on cargo operations for the past month. Several TSA Tiger teams made up of former CIA and FBI agents and retired members of the military special op units have tried to beat security procedures in the cargo ramp areas of busy airports, he said. The teams had to report to TSA Chief James Lloyd in early October and bring him the bad news. I mean, nothing is perfect, okay? There's just too many people, too many, uh, too much stuff going through, you know? But, it's, uh, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a dog and pony show. Just like I told you back uh, in the months right after 9-11. It was a dog and pony show. They're putting on a good act for you. Oh, yeah, we're really uh, working for you, man. We're going to secure you. We're not going to let any of these things happen again. Baloney. Absolute baloney. How's George doing on there? I don't know. Well, I'm going to take a peek on here, see how we're doing with that, especially not even so much how you're doing. Farm to need two votes. We're going to go over 500 votes in two hours, 18 more to 500. That is impressive. How did George do? And, and every time we take a poll that has anything to do with you, we always get this... Phenomenal response. If, if, only, if only they liked you. <laughs> yeah. It's only. Oh. And you know what? Same with Mo. Oh, I'm sorry, that was a shot. But I mean, same thing. We get a tremendous response. But but he he doesn't even hold a candle to you. Absolutely. He would like to. 
Pop I'd like to my what? Oh, I don't even want to tell you. I'd like to burn off your foreskin with one. 482 <laughs> votes. How did George do filling in the summer? Well, that's a way to do it. Okay, I listened. 161. That's a th almost exactly a third. 33.4%. Boy, you couldn't do better than that. I mean, you turd. Wow. Awful. I stopped listening. 118. That's almost a quarter. 24.4%. Weak. I rarely listen to 100. 20.7%. Great job. The best ever. 86. Almost 18%. Fabulous. Time for Neil to retire. 17. 3.5%. Out of 42. I bet you when I refresh that, we're getting really close to 500 now. I have a feeling in the pit of my stomach that it's going to be shocking. 487 now, see? 487 vote. Hmm. On the emotion-draining George Rodriguez. That's because of that eating ass stuff. That's when you start getting them all whipped up into a frenzy. Okay. I mean, the swing clubs, that was, yeah, that was kind of passe. That was okay. Once. But, they, but the, once what? We discussed it once. You, you discussed, discussed it swing a thousand clubs times once? since well, I know the eating Why only once? Because then it ran its course. It ran its course when the BSO started shutting them all down or raiding them. That's when it ran its course. The ass? If it was up to George, there'd be a swing club on every street corner. Oh, if only. <laughs> and if only I could go. And then do something and when I got there. if only his wife would give him a, a pink slip so he could go out. He'd look lovely in it, though, I guarantee you that. <laughs> if you're underpaid, overworked, underappreciated, how'd you like to have a new high-paying career before the year's end? I bet you would say yes, wouldn't you? Yes. yes. George would. He's sick and tired of working for peanuts, but he'll take it. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They can have you trained and certified before the end of this year, even though it's already almost the middle of September. September. The demand for... See, I know my months, I know my numbers, I don't speak in no other language, but I know some meaningless words. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow. There's no better time than right now to say goodbye to your boss and your crappy, dead-end, meaningless job and get you a new high-paying career. Change your life for serious, for the better. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, convenient day, evening, weekend schedules. And now with six Florida locations and four in South Florida, there's about to be one close by you. And don't forget, Fast Train offers financial assistance for those who qualify. So if you'd like to get more info and if you really would like to make an effort to change your life and get you a real income, here's a chance to do it. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. There's no excuse to stay in that crappy, meaningless, measly dead-end job one more minute. Check them out of the web. FastTrain.com, and then make that call you've been waiting and thinking about. Do it today. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Whatever else we got. What do we got? All kinds of things. All kinds of crap. All kinds of best deal stuff. And to benefit, the, uh, to benefit uh, Bandit Pet Rescue, all the proceeds. We got 20420 through yesterday. It's pretty lame. Let me consider ten grand of that is mine. That's pretty weak. Pretty weak, guys. Let's get with it. Hop onto our website, neilrogers.com. Order the stuff today. Look at that. We're over 500 votes in uh, about two hours. Are you ready for that? I guess I have to be. 509. 509. As the George Poole continues eliciting a response from the public, the likes of which has seldom been seen in a place where people have no passion for almost anything except early bird dinners and freebies, but also for little George. There's that fat Jerry Nachman again. Half a billion dollars. Oh, they just can't get his fat ass off of there on MSNBC. Well, he probably works cheap. 509. George did okay. I listened to 170. Awful. I stopped listening. 127. Weak. I rarely listened. 106. Great job. The best ever. 89. And fabulous. Time for Neil to retire. 17 out of 509. So let's, let's add them up. Let's see. 106. 276. Positive. Got it? 276. Got it. Negative. 132. 233. Oh, sorry. 
I beg your pardon? Forgot to You're trying to, like, uh, yeah. shift these. I Are you pulling a bush now? You're trying to, like, uh, phoning up the numbers? One, two. And what did I say? 276 to 233. I got Hey, listen, don't mess with me with math, okay? One thing my feeble mind still knows is the numbers, okay? One, I know one thing my numbers. won't do. When I see a good number, believe me, I know it. Woo! 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. Like I've told you so many times, when I see a flaming queen, I know it. Okay, where the hell are we going? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT. Oh, by the way, in case you're curious, Americans are flying today at slightly lower than usual numbers, but not like any gigantic drop-off. Okay? Okay. I'm just passing that along. I mean, it was just on the blurb there on the bottom of the screen, which is where we're supposed to be fixated, you know, to see, oh. And also, they're warning that uh, there may be, uh, because of the tape, the uh, Osama Yamama tape and the mm -hmm. coinciding of the 9-11 anniversary, there may be attacks against U.S. interests abroad. The only thing I'm thinking of was, like, in Europe, on uh, in, in Britain now, it's like 5.20 in the afternoon. On the uh, mainland, it's 6.20. And, of course, in, in Asia, it's just even later than that. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't happen, but it's uh, getting a little late. It's it, the, the day is getting well, on. They better oh. hurry. They better hurry up. Now, don't be saying crap like that, okay? Now you're going to get like Scott Farrell, and you're going to get everybody. Ah, bah, 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 you're going to all bend out of shape. Ah. Right. I mean, what the hell did he say this morning? I don't even repeat it. I don't want to rehash. <gasps> and the beast is in there. Oh, was that bad? Was that bad? Oh, yeah. Smell this beast. Was it bad? <laughs> Take a whiff. WQAM. Hello. Hey, I talked to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, well, first thing this morning, you know, you get inundated with the whole American flag stickers and everything, and uh, it's just kind of interesting to me that, I mean, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you get this, uh, we will never forget or remembering, and the question right. I have for everybody, what are you remembering? Because well, nothing has changed since this happened. Right. And uh, today, I mean, I probably look like a schmuck, but I took a plain T-shirt and I just wrote on there, you know, 9-11, two years later, no answers, no justice, no weapons of mass destruction, no Osama, wake up America and impeach Bush. All right. Excellent. I love it. You know, I mean, I might I might look like a schmuck, but I, I'm serious. Nobody's asking the questions, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm turning blue in the face. And you just said something really interesting about the time zone differences, and we're worried about American interests abroad. There's the thing that we kind of slap into, into uh, the media real quietly. It happens in every aspect, is that we're shifting the world. Like, the United States is the world, and the United States is not the world. And we do that. It's 9-11 over here, and it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. That means it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon everywhere, and it's not. Yeah. And it, and, and well, it, most of the American people are very myopic. They live in this little, uh, this tiny little uh, existence of theirs, and most of them don't even really know. Uh, forget about going other places. They don't even know where the hell to find them on the map. You know, it's. I, I hear you. Like I said, I just want to let you know that, you know, there are a few rational people out there, and, and I don't care if I look stupid or people want to cut my head off, but hopefully just one person understands it or, or at least will just get upset about something that you might say and at least investigate it themselves. The answers are out there. Right. And uh, you know what? A year ago I thought there was no way that Bush was going to lose this election, and I'm holding out hope. It, it might happen. I think it's looking really strong, man. I mean, as long as the economy keeps on, keeps on taking the dump like it is, uh, we might have a chance because, you know, the bottom line is still money, not anything right. else. So. Neil, good job, pal. Keep it up. Bye-bye. Thanks. There you go. See, we got some really good calls the last couple of days. That was I great. I like that. I liked it a lot. Because there are people out there with an RQ larger than their kneecap, and they go, they're thinking they realize they're not fooling everybody, and the poll numbers continue dropping like a rock, like Iraq. <laughs>
No, no, seriously, it's, it's just you can fool people for so long, but when you when you concoct this whole scenario all based on a pack of lies, and it can be so easily shown that it was all bullcrap. And here's Colin Powell, you know, the highly respected Colin Powell with his very light complexion, you know, sitting there at the U.N., and he's got all of these documents and all these photos and all this other... It's all bullcrap! Where is it? Where was it? Hans Blick said yesterday, it looks like uh, what the Iraqis told us in the first place was right. There were no goddamn weapons of mass destruction. They couldn't find any. We aren't finding any. Crying out loud, March, April, May, June, July, August, September already. They haven't even had any time, been able to concoct any yet, much less find any. And that bullcrap of uh, Tony Blair over oh, the uh, 45 minutes, they're going to be here. They're knocking on 10 Downing Street with their uh, weather, their gas. They're going to give us the gas. Yeah, you got gas all right, Tony. I guarantee he's passing a lot of gas these days. You know, all those British with the diet that they eat with all those crap, they the bangers and mash and spotted dick. You can only imagine <coughs> the kind of rank gas they're passing over there in the U.K. Don't leave out the toad in the hole. Oh, and the toad in the old hole. Racco. Look out for that, baby. I hear it's a bufo. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the eighteenth. It's it's you know you don't know whether to laugh or cry because it's so predictable. You knew what was going to happen today. We were talking about it before the show this morning. They're all waving the flags and they got the ceremonies and the kids are reciting the names. It's just another uh, you know another exercise in uh, in being a sheep, being a professional sheep. <laughs> and you got a small percentage of the public. About thirty, man. A lot less than that. You realize that only like twenty three percent of the American people have got a passport. No, una, pasa, una pasaporta? I did not know. Well, now you know it. Less than a quarter of the people in this country, in, in America, see, I keep saying this country, excuse me, uh, have got a passport, which means that 77% don't go nowhere, you know? Their idea, like in South Florida, I mean, if we go to Port St. Lucie, oh, man, that's a big outing. That's a heavy-duty trip, or a trip to the Keys to go get drunk. <laughs> you know? If you really know, need to go to the Keys to get drunk. Can you tell me why anybody goes to the Keys? Uh, I think you just said Jimmy it. Buffett, go get drunk. Cheeseburger in paradise. And I'm going to show you how stupid the American public and the media have continues perpetuating it. What do you think they were talking about on Crossfire yesterday, which I watched about 10 minutes of, and I don't know why? You know, the Democratic debate, the, uh, they asked them their favorite song. I mean, what a brilliant question. Yeah, what's your favorite s song? Turkey and, and so, the Straw. And so then on Crossfire, they're talking about this, and there's little Mother Tucker Carlson with a stupid-ass bow tie and that faggy look on his puss, and he's going on, oh, what a bunch of... And then he's telling about how he's a big uh, Jerry, uh, what's it called, uh, Grateful Dead fan, Garcia. If he would have said Jerry Garcia, then I'd say, hey, at least he's got some good taste, Ben and Jerry's. Uh, Jerry Garcia, that's taste. And then there's little beady-eyed Bobby Graham talking about uh, Jimmy Buffett. At that point, I said, well, no wonder he's got 1%. Jimmy's Buffett with his cheeseburger in paradise. And so so they're asking, like, Derby, they go into a break, and they say, and they're asking the audience to, to vote. They have these little electronic things now for audience participation, now that they cut the show down to 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think President Bush's favorite song is? <laughs> and at that point, my dial changed so goddamn fast, you couldn't say uh, crap. You couldn't even take one. You ready for that? What do you think no, the no. president's favorite song is? Yellow Stripe of Texas? Yeah, something like that. I think it's the Twisted Cross of uh, Berlin. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. 26 past noon, we got the Mad Dog coming up until we got a pretty pristine schedule today. We got the Humper in the studio. Hey, stupid! With no, the, no. the Beano Cook. I beg your pardon? Joe Rose in it too today. Why am I finding this out now?
Is this another clearance thing? Is that what this is? Another piece of clearance's ineptitude? What happened to that child? He, he was, he was really doing it, man. He was on top of it, if I can say that. And I think he just slid right off. He seems to be just coming apart at the seams, that little clearance. Well, maybe he had a, uh, Big Mac attack. Rectum! Attack. Maybe that's why he's coming apart at the seam. So Joe Rose for the Mad Dog at two. Well, you know, we don't want to get the uh, Mad Dog working too many days. Didn't he have the day off for the Marlin game yesterday, as I recall? Nice going, Mad Dog. We like it. All right. More pay, less work. If you want to see the best in horse race simulcasting, here's where you ought to be watching it and plunging on it. Pompano Park Harness Track. Pompano Park is open seven days and nights a week, featuring the best in harness, thoroughbred, and highlight action from all across North America for you to watch and plunge your guts on. And general parking and admission, always free, too. Enjoy plenty of free seating, hundreds of TVs to view your favorite track from, or you can get a private box seat with your own TV monitor for just two bucks, and it's all done in a smoke-free environment. If you're really lucky, you'll go there on the day when uh, Fat Rich is there, and he'll tell you how he lost 300 pounds just this week. Come watch and wager this Saturday, September 13, on the $500,000 Maple Leaf Trot at Mohawk Raceway here in Toronto, eh? Or the million-dollar Orange and Blue Stakes night at Balmoral Park in Chicago. You ever been to Balmoral? No. Don't. And don't forget, racing fans, Pompano Park will be back in action with the start of their 40th anniversary season of great live harness racing starting Friday, October 10th. I can't wait. It's Bruce Ranger on the outside. Here comes Brian Sears, and here's Kevin Wallace sneaking through along the inside. Hit him again, Kevin. And here's Wally Hennessy dawdling along at the back of the pack. And Donald Brainerd out there 15 yards in the center of the racetrack. Pompano Park, a block. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Good. No. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For daily simulcasting race schedule, call 954-972-2000 or check them out on the web for the full schedule at Pompano Park, Pompino Park, Pompano Park, PoppingGoodPick.com. By the way, who drove Popping Good Pick? Scott. Joe Marsh, Jr. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Sky's falling, baby. Ay, Dios mío, esos carros. We put a retarded girl in our all-new Mitsubishi to show you how well it drives. Our agency thought this would move some product out of the showroom. Look at her go. This is funnier than watching retards at the park. If someone that severely retarded can have that much fun in a new... She's not retarded! Huh? She's having a epileptic fit! Watch out for this. Twelve thirty-three at five sixty WQM twenty-seven till uh, one. Living in apocalyptic uh, popul- uh, <laughs> apocalyptic fear. Papa Doc. Look. Papa Doc fear. I hate it when they do that. That's what the Toronto Star says. Tim Harper in the Washington Bureau says two years on the shock has dissipated. The memory is more distant, but the fear remains. Oi. Poll after poll released on the eve of today's second anniversary of the terrorist strikes on New York and Washington find Americans more fearful and fatalistic than they were a year ago when the need to honor the victims supplanted the recurring vision of another attack. Everything else which spiked upward in the immediate aftermath of 9-11, the 2001 suicide hijacking, support for the government, a return to religion, even a trust in the media, has returned to pre-attack uh, normals. 
Everything but the new normal, says Carol Doherty of Pew Research Center. The prevalent view in this country is that if they can strike again anywhere, anytime, and the government can't stop it. The How come I can't say that all of a sudden? The apocalyptic fear is definitely here to stay, at least in the foreseeable future. Papa Umamau. It's like the Mujahideen. I beg your pardon. That fear returned yesterday when the Arabic TV channel Al Jazeera showed that videotape of Osama Yamama and Ayman al-Zawari, who vows to bury American troops in Iraq. If Americans are fearful, says Harper's Magazine editor Louis Lapham, a leading American commentator, it's because they're being sold fear by the government of George W. Bush. Pretty well all the Bush administration has got going for it now is this foreign war, Lapham said. Fear is something the administration has been selling for two years. You sedate the populace with a drug of fear, and maybe the electorate won't notice what a mess you've made, not only of domestic politics, but also of our international relations. In order to conceal, disguise, dress up their own incompetence, they beat the constant threat of war and fear. How do you like that? Yeah. I'm just like passing it along for you to digest. Speaking of passing along. Yes? Coalition forces were responding in Afghanistan to remove the Taliban and, and put Al-Qaeda on the run in a matter of months. Mr. Roosevelt, you're fired. Your foreign policy is based on lies. The war in Iraq is unjust and illegal and the occupation is immoral. There are U.S. soldiers dying in Iraq. Stay back, don't ever lose that. Oh, no. I wish you could have seen it. Oh, man. They dragged them off. I mean, really dragged those girls off of there forcibly, you know. Were they hot? I don't know how warm it was inside the... Uh, it was probably a lot hotter when... It... Yeah, actually, the, the one was pretty uh, good. Huh. Well, good for her. She we had a couple that. of boobs. Well, the biggest boob was down around the podium. And he had he had this like uh, deer in the headlights kind of look. The one that uh, El Presidente usually has, you know, when because he, he didn't oh. know whether to scream or eat their banana. I think they came in from the banana bar. But at any rate, there you go. I mean, Boca Brian got it. Thank you, Boca. You're the best, as usual. That's the audio from yesterday's Rumsfeld speech to the press club in D.C. And uh, these protesters came in. I don't know how they smuggled that sign in. They had a huge sign. Folded. An anti-war, anti-bloodbath sign. That was great. We'll play that about how many times today? About 30, man. I love it. Absolutely love it. More and more, you're starting to see the rumblings, okay? This is only the beginning. It's just a little, you know, just like in Vietnam. It took a long time. And then on the college campuses, you started seeing the protests, and then you started getting bigger and bigger. And then, of course, we had Kent State. And the National Guard said, well, we don't think so. Come back and protest another day if you're still alive. And then finally... Finally, after we brought home about the 48,000th uh, kid in the body bag, we said, you know, maybe there's really something wrong over there. What are we doing there in the first place? What are we accomplishing? I don't besides know. Besides butchering all those innocent men, women, and little children. All those real dangerous people in their huts. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Line 6 is always a hoot. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Neil, I'm so sorry you miss your buddy Saddam Hussein every day. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you talk about it like, where, where, like where it's a bad thing that we removed this guy. Where is he? Well, that's what I like to. Uh, well, you, know? you go find him and uh, have a chat with him, okay, and uh, bring him over for lunch, for some halava. My buddy Saddam Hussein. You're an asshole, man. You're an idiot. You're an imbecile. 
How about our buddy Pinochet? Huh? There's another one. I just had that story before, but he didn't know Pinochet from uh, Ricochet, from uh, Rick Shaw. You're an imbecile, man. You're a moron. Eighty-seven billion more. So we're talking about now a couple hundred billion dollars. We got these gigantic deficits. The rich keep getting richer. The tax cuts for the rich. The goddamn Bechtel and uh, Halliburton and all these other right-wing buddies of these lunatics. Oh, your buddy Saddam Hussein. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I hate to break the news to you. It was your right-wing friends who put him in there in the first place. The first time around when these, when these grave robbers uh, had control of the regime. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM, hello. Yes, I'd like to speak to Neil. Speaking. How are you? I'm doing good. I've got a comment on 9-11. Yes, sir. I just would like to say that I'm heading to Vegas. I've had enough of this. What does that mean? There's what does that mean, sir? What does that mean? You're heading to Vegas. You've had enough of what? I've had enough of all the stuff they're telling us on the radio. Okay, well, 7-Eleven sounds good to me. They have a beautiful 7-Eleven here in Vegas. It's got all lit up with the neon glitzy sign, you know. And they got a nice McDonald's. It's got the same, the big golden arch with the M on it. It's got all the glitzy neon. Like, you know, and Vegas is all neon. So it's 7 come 11. See, we're even doing screenless. I was going to tell Scott, don't put any more old farts on there like him, but that's Scott's fault anyway. He's yeah. psychically attracted that old codger who just called. Have a good time in Vegas. Say hi to Scott Farrell. Maybe he'll let you rub his bald spot. 21 till 1 at 560 WQAM. Brandy Shoes celebrating 25 years of doing people right in South Florida, taking good care of them and their feet. You can't beat your feet on the old meat at Brandy's. It's a treat. 25 years of doing it right. They got the top names in the business. They got Rockports, Echoes, Mephisto, Timberland, Clarks, SAS, Florsheim, and all the other big names. And no matter how big or tiny your feet are, maybe little and petite, they got all the sizes you need. They got men 6 to 15, women's 5 to 12, and widths from the very, very narrow to the very big, fat, and wide. And their professional sales staff at Brandy's, this is one reason people love shopping there, they give you personal, friendly service. They want to make sure you get a perfect fit every single time. Brandy Shoes, you'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway, Pompano Beach, open daily 9 to 9, Sundays 10 to 5. And all this week at Brandy's, New Balance Shoes are on sale. Take 20% off men's and women's New Balance Shoes, and Brandy's has got a humongous selection of all the styles and sizes that you love. So stop into Brandy's this week and take advantage of really unbeatable prices on New Balance Shoes, or check them out on the web at brandyshoes.com. <laughs> Baby, only in Miami. TV and radio are totally in control with lies and misinformation. They don't want you to know about the globalist assholes bankrupting the whole damn nation. The economy took a crap, getting slaughtered in Iraq. By the first decade of traders, for the few that want to know, there's only one way to go. You gotta read ten newspapers, but nobody cares about nothing. There's nobody. They just wanna be in front of their TV, thinking what happens to them ain't gonna be happening to me. Nobody cares about nothing. Only after it's too late. Yeah, then they say, what did you say? When they were never going to believe you anyway. Don't bother me with too much information. I don't want to read it. 
I don't want to believe it. Don't confuse me with the facts. I'm getting it fair and balanced. Save the mentally challenged. Believe all this view and Fox News, they don't lie. No, but it cares about everything just fine. So what a few people died. I can't be concerned with that. I'm busy picking seeds out my ass. But don't say I didn't want you. Just take a look at California. And you got Florida with some old Twelve forty-five at five sixty. WQM. Happy Thursday to you. Second anniversary of nine eleven. They're all pontificating. All the networks, all the talking heads, but a beep, but a boop, but all the stuff. Five hundred and eighty-one votes before one o'clock. We're going to have over six hundred. George, it's scary. You wow. know, it's a scary. Here's a fact from Oski and Homestead. It says enjoying your show while packing goldfish for shipment. I'd like you and the listeners to know that the only way you can ship anything in an airplane, cargo, or passenger plane is to be a known shipper. This, isn't that what Reagan said? Win one for the shipper? This means an airline rep or freight sales manager has to physically and personally come and visit your place of business and take down all pertinent information about you. Once satisfied, you're a legitimate shipper with routes, a warehouse, or place of business at which you ship, slash, receive, etc. You're certified to sign a security or PAL number. Hiya, Pally. Supposedly, once one airline certifies you, you're in a database, but it ain't so. Every airline is to visit you on their own time and convenience, uh, or your stuff isn't going to get on board. Except, of course, for those uh, hand grenades on the American Airlines overheads. The exception is small airlines who are either too lazy or disinterested in visiting you. Occasional shipments, not enough volume. In which case, you must bring your boxes to them open so they can physically inspect the contents and at their mercy accept the shipment. Some airlines charge 20 bucks for said inspections, others nothing. Occasionally, even as a known shipper, the goods are inspected. Most airlines also use x-rays on top of everything else. This guy who shipped himself in a crate must have used some pal's number. Maybe he had a pal. Right. There's simply no fail-safe method, and being a known shipper is about as safe as it gets. Know this, though. Airlines that do not comply subject to very heavy fines for each infraction by the FAA. Glad you're enjoying Toronto, it says, and plus I'm not a fraud. Thank you, Oski, whatever that was, and watch out for the goldfish. What are you faxing me, a plethora of stuff here? Yeah, stuff. Okay, here's one. It says from Frank in Melbourne, pretty interesting fax. It says, do you feel safe? Are you safe? That's what Frank wants to know on this anniversary of 9-11. Be afraid. Be very afraid. This seems to be an issue today, and for some time, are you or we safer, safer? Safer than what? Safer than we were during WW2 with German subs off the coast? Safer than during the Cuban Missile Crisis when Castro had ICBMs pointed our way? Safer than a draft-age mail during Vietnam? Safer than when Nixon ruled? Question mark. Frank in Melbourne says, I feel safe. I don't live in a gated community, don't have a home security system, I'm not looking over my shoulder. If terrorists start to bomb here like they have in Ireland or Israel, I'd be on the lookout for a bomber. But I'm not scanning the skies and cringing in fear whenever a plane flies over. I'm not afraid or scared to go out and live my life. What I do fear is this Bush administration and Mr. Ascroft. I fear Halliburton and Enron. And I want to see Kenny Lay prep walked into a federal courthouse to face his day in court. I want to see a Democrat in the White House and see Newt Gingrich, Bush, Cheney, Rove, Condi, Rice, and Ascroft on a slow boat out of here. Lastly, I hope our leaders don't declare a national 9-11 day. It'll only turn into another party in a decade, like the 4th of July and things like that. Excellent facts, Frank. Here's an ex-chronic in Deerfield who faxes and says, Well, look at this, Walter Case Jr.'s. Oh, my God. I what? can't believe this. Can you believe that? Well, that's at a county fair, though. Roger Hammer won 11 races at the York PA Fair. Walter Case's record of 10 victories on a single race card. He did it twice at Northfield. Fell uh, Tuesday. Well, not exciting? Hmm? Roger Hammer. It's the hammer. Can you see the hammer in a selfie? <laughs> Man, talk about a drag. That was funny. Anyway. 
Roger Henry drives at the uh, Meadows in, outside of Pittsburgh. You know where, what's his name, calls the races? Roger, uh, what's his name? Moore. Roger Moore. Let's see, you know that pompous ass, the loud, uh, Roger Houston. He used to work at Pompano Park. You better start writing all these things down and take notes. An ex-chronic in Deerfield faxes says, I have what I feel are some non-mainstream radical ideas about the 9-11 incident, and the concept of memorializing the events is a patriotic display to be carried out by the blind faith public. Public. Remember the Alamo, remember the Maine, remember Pearl Harbor, remember the World Trade Center. It seems that the warlords never tire of the same tactic and never hesitate to recycle the propaganda. Yes, I'm a believer in the existence of conspiracies and would like to throw 9-11 on top of the pile. I can't remember when or why the label conspiracy theorist became synonymous with raving lunatic. As an avid reader of non-revisionist history, I long ago came to the conclusion that there are very few co coincidental natural events. There always seems to be a guiding hand to persuade the events, much like herding the sheep to market. Two years after the cataclysmic events of 9-11, the deceit has become the greatest perpetration of lies since the political assassination of the 60s. Never underestimate the stupidity of the American mainstream. Absolutely correct, sir. They will never let you down. Just a frustrated, disillusioned cynic living in a cesspool of an intellectual desert writes an ex-chronic in Deerfield. Thank you so much. Good luck to you, sir. We'll need it. 5670560. We're doing screenless today. Don't expect Scott to be answering the calls. He's under a hell of a lot of pressure. He's under the table. He's, under the, he's hiding under the table right now. Real pansy, no question about it. That's probably why I got the job. The sky is falling. WQAM, hello. He prefers the company of men. Who doesn't? QAM. Yeah, Neil Rogers, please. Speaking. Neil, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are they hanging? They're hanging straight up. Can I see them? They're talking about the Mussolini's, yes. Can I see them? Yeah, I see this, moron. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. He, what do you say? He's got a no see him. WQAM. Neil, it yes. is so hard. Maybe he needs to get together with the last guy. WQAM. Hello. Hey. Yes, are sir. Are you looking on CNN? I beg your pardon. What's going on on CNN? Are you looking? I'm looking at it right now. There's an old guy. It's a commercial right now, with a pizza box. Some kind of firefight in Iraq going on, and all I see is like uh, United States vehicles all on fire and everything. Well, I got news for you, sir. I'm on uh, CNN right now, and they're in the middle of commercial break. And Lester Holt is saying MSNBC. So I don't know what right. CNN you're looking at, but good luck to us. Okay? There's a firefight. No, I saw the same car ad. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Maybe he thinks I don't get CNN here. Guess what, pal? I get all the networks. I got CNN. Plus, I got CBC. I got the BBC. I got SPCA. What's on the CBC? For a long time to come. Oh, it's Ruth and Max. It's another commercial. See, and no matter what's going on, we got to get the commercials in. You better get with it. That's our motto here on QAM. The world could be coming to an end, but it'll be sponsored by somebody, and we'll be giving a lot of promos ahead of time. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good, sir. I got the bad case of diarrhea, Bubba. Bad case. Yeah, of the mouth? WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Turn that radio down. Bad it's case. it's catching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, man? Okay. Am I coming on soon? Are you coming on uh, soon? Where are you calling from? On what? Um, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to, going to work right now. Okay, let's go to Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, man, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? What's going on, bro? Same old crap. All right, man. Turn that off. You guys go with it. Yeah, well, this is the deal, man. The Illuminati, fuckery, 
Okay, that was good. Five. How did uh, we anticipate that might no, happen? Five six seven. Oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. You better get him to call you back. Okay, he's obviously got connections. We got call return. The kind, the kind you're looking for. WQAM. Hello. Is this Homo Radio? This is Homo Radio. Yeah, this is the home of Homo Radio. WQAM. Hello. Dude, I'm so wasted. These are the responses, by the way, from the people who are like agitated, which I noticed I'm also moving up a little bit on the pool there. About time to retire. I'm moving up a little bit. That's the response. Oh, gee, we're, we don't like this. We're pissed off. We can't stand hearing the truth. You shouldn't be on here saying these things, even though we know goddamn well that they're true because it's too embarrassing. We're a bunch of yahoos, a bunch of mugwumps. They're foaming at the mouth. Just look at the way, look at the, way the lines are ringing. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can see it. Frantically. Frantic, that's the word. They're ringing frantically. Not just your ordinary pedestrian ring. Seven more votes for 600, by the way, in the poll. We still got an hour to go till 2 o'clock. Holy Toledo, as Rick Weaver should be saying if he were still alive. I bet you we could prop up Rick Weaver's body in the broadcast booth and do a better job than Mo. Absolutely. WQAM, hello. Scott Farrell's packages and Josh Darrow's beast. WQAM, hello. Screamless Neil got great. Speaking. Neil, I was watching uh, CNN last night on the crawl they had on the bottom. I'm sorry, headline news. Yeah. And it said Rumsfeld said that um, Iraq could become a great vacation destination. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost fell off my seat. I couldn't. I mean, move. where would you rather go? Vegas? Uh, if you want to go to a place where there's a lot of desert, Vegas or Iraq? Unbelievable. Neil, I used to have, my neighborhood, we used to have at least 50, 70% flags up after the 9-11 thing. And now I went jogging this morning. There was one flag at about 100 mm-hmm. homes. I mean, who could have screwed this up better? We had the world, the country, united. We all could have been fighting terrorism. Now everybody hates us. And, oh, bro. There you go. Nice job, W. He may not be good, but at least he's consistent. Hang in there, pal. Wave that thing proudly in the flag, too. He's waving it in the breeze. 593 votes, George. We're going to make, uh, we'll do it. We'll get to 600. You watch. Wow. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to refresh it right now. Ah, that's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, 595. Well, what do we? I thought we just had 590. Oh, 593. Well, come on, you people can do better than that. Let's get with it. How did George do filling in this summer? We're getting a humongous response. This is the important stuff. Forget about all this other uh, window dressing. Okay, I listened. 199. One more for 200 on that. That you done okay? Uh, I got 200 of mine. You're full of crap. You lied. Tell me. Where's Michael Bloomberg? I like his uh, TV channel. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for it to be, uh, oh, see, now they're, that, it's a little slow because they're jamming on. 599, you got 201 for okay. Okay, I listen. Awful, I stopped listening, 145. Weak, I rarely listen, 122. Great job, best ever, 107. And fabulous time for Neil to retire, 24, 4%. 4% say it's time for me to retire. Don't forget, plain envelopes, just Neil Rogers, WQMIM, it'll get to me. Small bills, large bills, whatever you got, I'll take it. Not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. Oh, where, oh, where can that Chandra be? The law is out on a haunting spree. If she's gone to heaven, then she left when she should. The night that Gary Condit gave it to her, but good. They were out on a date, parking Gary's car. Maybe Gary had gone just a little too far. He shut off the motor, turned to her and said, How about it, baby? I 
I could use me some help. Maybe that young intern thought that that wasn't right. But the cocktails in their system made them feel so light. Chandra thought for a moment and said, you're low class. That may be true, said Gary, but I still want your ass. Rectum. So many weeks If she's gone to heaven Then she left when she should The night that Gary Condor Gave it to her But good Squirt, squirt When he woke up the next morn Chandra was not around Though Gary had noticed His pants were still down He remembered her pointing to her parted thighs. Guess Gary finally got what he wanted last night. She had opened the door, winked at him and said, I'll be back in just a little while. Then she took off after he blew her a kiss. And no one, including Gary, has seen her since. Though the fact is she's gone, these facts may not be right. If somebody knows the truth, well, then the truth would be nice. I want to give you a kiss. 103 at 560. Joe Rose for the Mad Dog at 2 this afternoon. A little late lineup change there. 622 votes on the poll for a George, or about George, or even about me. How did George do this summer filling in? Okay, I listened. 211. Awful. I stopped listening. 143. 149, George. Mm-hmm. Weak. I rarely listened. 125. Great job, best ever, 113, and fabulous. Time for Neil to retire. 24, 3.8% out of 622, well over 600. You think we got a shot at 800? It's possible. I didn't think it was when you said it earlier. We got a shot. You get on there and vote, okay, right now. That's not a request, it's a demand. Okay, I'm going it's to the library. It's a command from your commandeer. And uh, i got bad news for Eric, though. His intentions were great. He did the best he could. He put the link to the Robert Fish story. The only problem is that when you click on the link, Mm-hmm. It goes back to the same thing with the UK Independent where you like oh. you have to subscribe to read the whole article. You you get the blurb part of it. Yeah. So I think probably is my duty on my civic duty on this uh, second anniversary of nine eleven. I am gonna read the Robert Fisk article again. From today's UK Independent. How do you like that? All right. Robert Fisk writes when the attacks were launched against the World Trade Center in the Pentagon two years ago today, who had ever heard of Fallujah or Hilla? When the Lebanese hijacker flew his plane into the ground in Pennsylvania, who would have ever believed that President George Bush would be announcing a new front line in the war on terror as his troops embarked on a hopeless campaign against the guerrillas of Iraq? Who could have ever conceived of American president calling the world to arms against terrorism in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Gaza? Gaza? What did the miserable, crushed, cruelly imprisoned Palestinians of Gaza have to do with the international crimes against humanity in New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania? Nothing, of course. Neither does Iraq have anything to do with 11 September, nor were there any weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, any al-Qaeda links with Iraq, any 45-minute timeline for the deployment of chemical weapons, nor was there any liberation. No, the attacks on 11 September have nothing to do with Iraq. Neither did 11 September change the world. President Bush cruelly manipulated the grief of the American people and the sympathy of the rest of the world to introduce a world order dreamed of by a clutch of fantasists advising the Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. The Iraqi regime change, as we now know, was planned as part of a Pearl Wolfowitz campaign document to the would-be Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu years before Bush came to power. It beggars belief that Tony Blair should have signed up for this nonsense without realizing that it was no more nor less 
than a project invented by a group of pro-Israeli American neoconservatives and right-wing Christian fundamentalists. But even now, we're fed more fantasy. Afghanistan, its American-paid warlords raping and murdering their enemies, its women still shrouded for the most part in their burqas, its opium production now back as the world's number one export market, and its people being killed at up to a 100 a week. Five American troops were shot dead two week weekends ago. is a success, something which Messrs. Bush and Rumsfeld still boast about. Iraq, a midden of guerrilla hatred and populism, it is also a success. Yes, Bush wants $87 billion to keep Iraq running. He wants to go back to the same United Nations he condemned as a talking shop last year. He wants scores of foreign armies to go into Iraq to share the burdens of occupation, though not, of course, the decision-making, which must remain Washington's exclusive imperial preserve. What's more, the world is supposed to accept the insane notion that the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, the planet's last colonial war, although all mention of the illegal Jewish colonies in the West Bank and Gaza have been erased from the Middle East narrative in the American press, is part of the war on terror the cosmic clash of religious will that President Bush invented after 9-11. Could Israel's interests be better served by so infantile a gesture from Bush? The vicious Palestinian suicide bombers and the grotesque implantation of Jews and Jews only in the colonies has now been set into this colossal struggle of good against evil in which even Ariel Sharon, named as personally responsible for the 1982 Sabra and Chitilla massacre by Israel's own commission of inquiry, is a man of peace, according to Mr. Bush. And new precedents are set without discussion. Washington kills the leadership of its enemies with impunity. It tries to kill Osama bin Laden and Mullah Omar, and does kill Uday and Kusay Hussein and boast of its prowess in liquidating the al-Qaeda leadership from rocket-firing drones. It tries to kill Sodom and Baghdad and slaughter 16 civilians and admits that the operation was not risk-free. In Afghanistan, three men have now been murdered in the U.S. interrogation center at Bagram. We still don't know what really goes on at Guantanamo. What do these precedents mean? I have a dark suspicion. From now on, our leaders, our politicians, our statesmen will be fair game, too. If we go for the jugular, why shouldn't they? The killing of the UN Sergio Vieira del Melo was not, I think, a chance murder. Hamas's most recent statements, and since they've been added to the Bush circus of evil, we should take them seriously, are now more than ever personally threatening Mr. Sharon. Why should we expect any other leader to be safe? If Yasser Arafat is driven into exile yet again, will there be any restraints left at all? Of course, America's enemies were a grisly bunch. Saddam soiled his country with the mass graves of the innocents. Mullah Omar allowed his misogynist legions to terrify an entire society in Afghanistan. But in their absence, we've created banditry, rape, kidnapping, guerrilla war, and anarchy. And all in the name of the dead of 9-11. The future of the Middle East, which is what 9-11 was partly about, though we're not allowed to say so, has never looked bleaker or more bloody. The United States and Britain are trapped in a war of their own making, responsible for their own appalling predicament, but responsible, too, for the lives of thousands of innocent human beings, cut to pieces by American bombs in Afghanistan and Iraq, shot down in the streets of Iraq by trigger-happy GIs. As for terror, our enemies are closing in on our armies in Iraq and our supposed allies in Baghdad and Afghanistan, even in Pakistan. We've done all of this in the name of the dead of 9-11. Not since the Second World War have we seen folly on this scale and... It has scarcely begun. That's the article by Robert Fisk in today's UK Independent. Says it pretty well, if you ask me. He's got his thumb right on it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Don't forget Miguel, the lovely Miguel will have our best and eel stuff for abandoned pet rescue at the uh, in the QM van at the Shell station, Sheridan Street, just west of I ninety five, tomorrow eleven to one, eleven a.m. to one p.m. You're gonna have a big turnout. Sure, of course we will. Or else. We right. better have a big turnout. We don't get too great. Oh, and you know what else we haven't heard about in a long time? Not only uh, where the hell's Osama and where's Sodom, but we haven't heard too much about... Anthrax. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was I mean, domestic We don't have that person though. of interest. You right. know, he's got a hat full of trouble, Stephen. 
But we haven't uh, determined who sent all of that stuff out. Who killed Cock Robin? Who sent the anthrax? Who shot your mama? Who shot the sheriff? WQAM. Hey, can I speak to Neil? Speaking. Hey, Neil. Uh, I don't know if you remember me. A couple months ago, I uh, moved to California. Told you I was leaving. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in California now on my Florida cell phone. I just wanted to say hi to my parents back at their store. They're probably listening right now. And I wanted to say I miss you. And I, I, I can never get home in time from school to get you on the radio here in California. So this is the first time I've been able to speak to you since. Excellent. Uh, I hope you're having a good time there in Florida. I'm loving it out here again. I want to say I love my parents. Thanks again, Neil. Talk to you later. Good luck to you, Pally. Okay, and say hi to Arnold in California. I'm having a great time here in Florida. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM, hello. QAM? Yes, sir. Mo? Mo? No mo. No mo. Homo, but no mo, no mo, mo, mo. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil, how you doing? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, excuse me, it's something in my throat. That's yeah, okay, Lewis I can Black imagine. From, uh, thing you read before is tremendous, man. That guy's great. Um, he's been, uh, I've been reading Harper's for like 10 years, and that guy really, like, kept me abreast of things, you know. Um, the guy's right on all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you're talking about the rats the other day, and, uh, you got rid of them, or I don't know what happened, but, didn't Joey Reynolds have a hit out in the, like in the 50s? With yeah, the, rats, the rats in my room. In my Joey room. Reynolds and Tommy Shannon. Rats in my yeah. room. That is correct. I can't you believe that anybody remembers that. Huh? Think you play that for us today? Well, where the hell am I going to find that? I could play it for you today. Where am I going to find that thing? It's from 100 years ago. Oh, that's when right. When Joey was only Toronto. 30. <laughs> Good luck to you, pal. Can I play that for him today? Yeah, play with this. Go out and play with the rats. Is that incredible or what? No, he made that call before. What do you mean? He made it before. You forgot? Yeah. Okay. So he made it before it when? Like about 100 know, years like ago? when you first started talking about it. And Rats in my room, funny, Joy yeah. Reynolds and Tom Shannon. Okay, whatever you say. I don't, I don't, see, I, I have this ability. I keep the important things in my brain, like Joe Marsh Jr. and right. chocolate soda. And the happy trip driven by Ray Crunk. Remember Ray Crunk? Who? He trained my first horse, Comet Scott. <laughs> and my second horse, Comet Soros. Anyway, what are we doing on there? 642, we got a shot at 800 votes on the poll if everybody uh, gets on it. Hop on it. Hop on that pool, maybe, and don't slide too much. Maybe wiggle around a little bit. How did George do filling in this summer? Okay, I listened. 221, we like that. Awful, I stopped listening. 153, we do not like that. Weak, I rarely listened. 127, we resent that. Great job, best ever, 117. Excellent, and fabulous, time for Neil to retire, 24. And like I said, if the checks keep coming, there would be nobody in the world more pleased than me. Pleased is punch. To quote the late Horatio Hubert Humphrey, or was it the other way around? Herbert Horatio? Well, it makes no difference because he's dead. He had like that public death. Remember that? The public dying of Hubert Humphrey? No. Well, he did. Anyway, let me ask you this question right now. How low do you think those interest rates can go? Well, the financial group is continuing to do do that diddle around, man. They're doing the limbo rock under the lowest refinance rate. Look out, they might just come sliding right under your dough. 1.95% 1.95% is how low they've gone, so now you can refinance your home or buy a new home and get super low 1.95% financing with Financial Group. Call them today. When in doubt, find out what it's all about. 1-800-940-LEND. 1-800-940-LEND. If you're even thinking about refinancing or buying real estate, you really ought to be doing this. Wait till you hear the kind of savings you're going to have. If you get a $100,000 loan, you pay only 368 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are only 736 bucks a month. Chump change. 
So call Financial Group right now, toll-free, get all the information about it, about 1.95% financing because rates are at all-time lows. Call Financial Group, 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-LEND. Be sure that tell them that Krusty O'Neill told you to call. They're an equal housing letter. Credit restrictions apply. Rates subject to change monthly, 5.19 APR. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Is in on Queer Street right now. Yes. On Queer Street, lingers round on Queer Street. Absolutely. He has a house and garden. I would love to see. Three. Here at Thor, where all the creatures meet. I wonder what they're doing in there. He says he likes it just fine. You know Judy like I know Judy. Six hundred and sixty votes on our How Did George Do This Summer for Lennon Pool. Six sixty. We got a shot at eight hundred. You know, just no, like Jimmy Johnson so. said we got a shot. You don't think so? No. Why not? Maybe seven. Maybe seven? I don't think it's gonna to get to eight. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how this audience comes through, okay? How emotional they are, how whipped up into a frenzy they are. Here's uh the poll terror laws could threaten freedoms. CNN poll. While most Americans don't feel they've lost individual freedoms because of anti-terror laws passed after 9-11 attacks, two-thirds say they're worried that this could happen in the future, according to an AP poll. The survey also found sharply partisan differences in how people view Attorney General John Ascroft, an ardent supporter of anti-terrorism laws that he says have been instrumental in preventing another attack against the U.S. About two-thirds of respondents say they're somewhat or very concerned about the possible loss of freedom from such measures. On a separate question, 31% said they think people's legal rights have been violated, while 58% said they hadn't, and yada, yada, yada. About half of those polled say the Bush administration has been about right in using new laws to fight terrorism, while 24% say the government's gone too far. 18% say it hasn't gone far enough. Ho, oh. The poll also found 51% of people believe it would be necessary for average people to give up some individual freedom as part of the fight against terrorism. And to please those people who think they ought to start giving up their rights, got good news for you. President Bush told Congress yesterday to untie the hands of law enforcement officials and arm them with wider legal powers to combat terrorists, saying the groups that struck America two years ago are wounded but still dangerous. He specifically called for expanding use of the federal death penalty, tougher bail restrictions, and greater subpoena powers that he said are available for other crimes, such as drug trafficking and embezzling, but they can't be used against terrorism. Yeah, the death penalty would have been very effective on 9-11, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Would have, against uh, all those suicide bombers and yeah. those, uh, yeah, the hijackers. That would have deterred Big them. Fun. This disparity in the law makes no sense, Bush said in a speech at the FBI Academy in Quantico, Virginia. Bush's appeal through the White House into a growing debate over the anti-terrorism USA Patriot Act enacted after the attacks of 9-11. Critics say the law is too intrusive and a threat to civil liberties and fear that the administration is trying to pass a second version of the measure in piecemeal fashion. Even some House and Senate Republicans have talked about rolling back portions of the Patriot Act. I don't think Tom Brady's too happy about it either after last Sunday. For the sake of the American people, Bush said Congress should change the law and give law enforcement officials the same tools they have to fight terror that they have to fight other crime. 
Bush acknowledged that not all members of all Congress uh, agree with the need to tighten the law, but he said a lot of them do. The White House indicated Bush supports tougher laws in other areas beyond the three instances he cited. The ACLU said that further erosions of judicial oversight and the basic checks and balances are the wrong path to take, and they, of course, are... Absolutely correct, sir. But nevertheless, don't confuse the American people because we have to be safe. Speaking of being safe, scientists who have analyzed the aftermath of the 9-11-2001 attacks on the World Trade Center say that workers at Ground Zero suffered brutal effects from the fumes coming out of the wreckage. The debris pile acted like a chemical factory, said Professor Thomas Cahill of the University of California, Davis. It cooked together the components of the buildings and their contents, including enormous numbers of computers, and gave off gases of toxic metals, acids, and organics for at least six weeks, he said. Professor Cahill held a research group which collected over 8,000 air samples between the 2nd and 30th of October 2001, a mile away from the collapsed Trade Center Towers. The group produced a report on those samples last year, but has now come up with a much more detailed explanation of what went on after the catastrophe. When the towers burned and collapsed, tons of concrete, glass, furniture, carpets, insulation, computers, and paper were reduced to enormous oxygen-poor debris piles that burned slowly till December 19. In that hot pile... Some of the constituent elements combined with organic matter and abundant chlorine from papers and plastics and then escaped to the surface as metal-rich gases. These then either burned or chemically decomposed into very fine particles capable of penetrating deeply into the human lungs, the university be saying. Professor Kale and his colleagues identified four classes of particles likely to damage human health, fine and very fine transition metals, which interfere with lung chemistry, sulfuric acid, which attacks cilia and lung cells directly, very fine insoluble gas glass particles, which travel through the lungs to the bloodstream, and heart, and high-temperature organic matter, many components of which are known to be carcinogens. Conditions would have been brutal for people working at Ground Zero without respirators, slightly less so for those working or living in immediately adjacent buildings, Professor Cahill said. The new data is being presented at the National Meeting of the American Chemical Society in New York. What about the air in the Baghdad? You think that's safe? No. Oh. Yeah, but who cares? Well... I think we probably, even if we don't care about any of the Iraqi people or the men, women, and children, etc., they're probably about our troops over there. Do we care about them? No. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Not too much, I guess. The ones that we've lied to so much and told them, oh, you'll be going home in no time at all. Surprise. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T, 671. We'll make 700 on there by the uh, bottom of the hour. You don't think? Oh, by the bottom, yeah. Well, so that gives us like a half an hour for 100. Can we do it? No. no. Well, we'll see. Might surprise you. WQAM, hello. QAM. Of course. Direct responder. I just, I meant that we were genetically engineered on the order of success. Now, let's face it, we're hardly moving home. <laughs> right. WQAM, hello. Hi. Yes, sir. Uh, can I talk to Nia? Speaking. Hi. Um, are you, Hi. uh, do you consider yourself a lefty? A what? A lefty? For what? For what? Sticking my finger up your ass? Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty. Righty for sticking my right foot up your ass though. So leave a little room. Leave a little room at the end. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. WQA. Okay, nice talking to that one. Although an improvement over the previous two. WQAM, hello. I'm quick. Yeah, we know. WQAM, hello. Eisner. You know, it's really interesting. I just got through reading that Fisk thing again. Right. For all you C-SPAN fans, all mm -hmm. you people who think that we're going to save the world from itself here on these stupid radio shows, there you go. There's South Florida, man. There's the response. There's the response. It's like, 
We can't handle it. We're crumbling from the pressure. And I'm sitting here reading articles, man. I'm a schmuck. I'm an idiot. I'm an imbecile. But I'm also making a lot of money. So do I really care? No. no. Not really. How are we doing on that George poll, huh? 677. We're not even going to make 700 by the bottom of the hour, the way these people are going. 679. Never never make it. Yep. We've got six minutes, less than six minutes, to make another 20 votes on there. Never happened. Very depressing, demoralizing, as we continue our attempt to save the world from itself, and mostly the world from South Florida. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. WQAM. Hola. Too slow on line one. WQAM. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. GW is the king of the world, and he's yeah, doing a grand... you're the queen, yeah. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Speaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing there, Neil? Pretty good. Hey, how come you never got into politics? For what? Just for, just in general. How come you never ran for any kind of office? Why would I want to do that? Over there in uh, Plantation, that old part, uh, what was his name, that mayor there forever? I have no idea. It was 100 years old. I don't know, and I don't care about plantation politics. I really don't know. I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I have kind of a like plantation mentality, though. I'm kind of a cotton-picking uh, Schmidt disturber. Five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, it's, it's just it's just uh, mind-boggling. I'm speechless. Aren't you? Oh yeah, speechless. Speechless. Yes. Well, we know you're speechless. That's why you got the job. So just dummy up. By the way, what number is Ty Domi? I told him before the show. <laughs> 28. Oh my! Twenty-eight. See, even George knows it. You know, Scott, you're <laughs> you're tragic. You're pathetic. I guess he already knows it. Twenty-six after one. No wonder Clarence don't want to put him on the payroll. Okay, I mean, why plan that far ahead? If you're planning ahead for like losing some weight, here's the answer for you: Delights of West Boca. You know, if you're on the Atkins or a lot of those other low-carb diets, they work very effectively. But the key is you got to stay on them. And how do you stay on them? Well, it's pretty difficult when you go in the supermarket because even though you can get all the basics for the low-carb diets in your supermarket, what do you get to munch on? I know, no smart comments. Munch on this. At Delights, they've got over 900 low-carb sugar-free products, all kinds of neat things to help you stay on your low and uh, low-cal and low-carb diet and continue losing that weight. They've got all kinds of low-carb pastas, sauces, dressings, chips, chocolates, the world-famous Carbolite ice cream. Be sure and try that low-carb instant cup of soup. All you do is pop uh, water in it. Stick it in the microwave, and you got a low-carb cup and a meal and four delicious flavors. Try the unbelievably delicious low-carb muffins for a quick breakfast. they got the individual-sized cheesecake, Judy's low-carb peanut brittle, Carborite ready-to-drink chocolate vanilla shakes, zillions and zillions of great low-carb items all waiting for you. And you can try any of them, by the way, before you buy them. And don't forget, all Atkins brands products are on sale all day, every day at Delights. You'll love shopping in this store if you're looking for low-carb, low-calorie joints. They're open daily at 10 to 10. You'll find them on the northeast corner of Glades and 441, right next to Boston Market. Call them toll-free, 1-877-LOW-CARB, or shop them on the Wicked World Wide Web at lowcarb.com. That's Delights of West Boca at your official Atkins Retail Center. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560, QAQAM.
I looked up Heinies. Well, congratulations. Get alive. So, Jessica, this will be the first of many interviews. I just want to get the overview of your story right now. Okay. How did you sustain your injuries on the battlefield? I wasn't really on the battlefield. I was working in support and supply. Bringing much-needed ammo to her comrades in arms. Well, we heard gunfire, and our driver panicked, so we collided with another Humvee. Explosions everywhere. My freedom truck was thrown mercilessly across the highway of death. At that point, I was knocked unconscious. Ever focused, I returned fire upon the bloodthirsty demons. Uh, actually, in a split second, I was flying through the air. A weapon in the crash. At least I think so. After holding off the heathens for hours, I succumbed to their cowardly attack. Actually, they told me I broke my ankle in the accident. Countless bullets piercing my legs, but still able to speak. I approached my captors and I was unconscious. Met with their military leadership to counsel them on the American way of democracy. I was in a civilian hospital the whole time. Knowing he was going to hell, Saddam himself came to my hospital and begged forgiveness in a desperate attempt at... Oh, wait a minute, that's, that's not how the story went at all. I mean... Well, we don't care. Don't mess with the details. 132 at 560 WQAM. 704. We did make 700 just a few seconds after 130. I checked it out on my atomic clock. <laughs> okay. A what? Clock. I thought it was pretty interesting. We're not going to make 800, though. You're no. right about that. We only got like 28 minutes. 704 votes, though, on there. Maybe 750. Pretty emotional about George and the performance he did this uh, summertime. Pretty emotional about the calls the last few minutes, too. They've been really special. Uh, Maureen Dowd, right? Because I'm, I'm, you know, oh, the Pope, Pope unable to complete speech. Aren't you upset about that? I'm weeping. And you'd think he'd be feeling a little bit less pain these days because we all know that. The Pope's most out! But it don't seem to be uh, doing the uh, desired job. The Pope showed signs of exhaustion as he began a four-day visit to Slovakia today. was unable to complete his opening remarks. The 83-year-old leader of the world's billion Catholics appeared short of breath and read his arrival speech in badly slurred voice. Early on in the speech, he lost his place and asked an aide to read most of the rest before finishing the last paragraph himself. He corrected himself several times for stumbling on the words. On other foreign visits, aides have read parts of his speeches for the Pope, but never his arrival text. Slovakian President Prime Minister ensuring well-wishers waving small Vatican flags greeted the Pope as his plane touched down at Bratislava's airport. Among the crowd were gay and lesbian activists protesting what they contend is a growing intrusion of the church in public and private life. Too much intrusion into public life by this freaking Barbissan Catholic Church and this old uh, crusty uh, Pope. Maureen Dowd writes, now see, I either could take a lot of calls this last 26 minutes. Sure. Since it is the second anniversary of 9-11, we'd like to get the tremendous input from the <laughs> top road audience. Or I could read the Maureen Down column. Also talk about the Benefer wedding being postponed. I'll, I'll even, pick even, A. They've even come up with a name for it. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Benefer. I mean, does this tell you all you need to know? Yes. The Benefer countdown came to a screeching halt yesterday with only three days left. The bride and groom called the whole thing off. I can't imagine why. They called off the whole thing. That's H-O-L-E. Mm. Ben 31 and J-Lo 33 plan to say I do at 3 p.m. Sunday in Santa Barbara, California. The guests were thought to number 400. The gown was said to be Vera Wang. Puck your magic wanger, froggy. Flowers, cake, music, all were in the works, all next. Cake? cake? 
The news first reported by Entertainment Tonight Access Hollywood yesterday afternoon caused gossips to gasp from coast to coast, from pillar to post. The couple's reason, the media frenzy had just gotten too big. <laughs> Plus, she got a look at it, and she said, You call that a penis? When we found ourselves seriously contemplating hiring three separate decoy brides at three different locations, we decided something was awry, Ben said, Jen said, in a joint statement. He said, she said, it said. We began to feel that the spirit of what should have been the happiest day of our lives could be compromised. But wait, it says. These are movie stars who should have known what to expect, so speculation immediately ranged on from they still went on Sunday in Santa Barbara. This is a ploy to throw off the media. They'll elope this weekend or some other time. They actually have split and will not be married, or they're both a couple of fags. I mean, or it's all just a big uh, put on, and who the hell cares, and we're sick and tired of this. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Benefer. Help us, please. Somebody throw us a life raft. We're drowning over here with this crap. Maureen Dowd writes, we're not happy campers in today's New York Times. She says, the Saudi religious police are harassing Barbie. We had that story yesterday, by the way. The Commission for the Promotion of Virtue and Prevention Device is warning that the Jewish dolls banned in Saudi Arabia for a decade are a threat to Islam. The AP reported that a message posted on the Mutawa's website chided Jewish Barbie dolls with their revealing clothing and shameful postures, accessories, and tools are a symbol of decadence to the perverted West. Let us beware of her dangers and be careful. This from a hypocritical desert kingdom with more lingerie stores in its malls than Victoria has secrets. It's probably useless to start correcting the inbred Saudis on knockoff of a German floozy doll. The place is so eager to protect itself from Jewish toys in the perverted West, the breeding ground of the 9-11 hijackers is still the Bush administration's close ally. Osama bin Laden is urging the Muslim world to pursue a jihad against America, even as America pursues a GWOT in the Muslim world. GWOT is how some Pentagon documents refer to the global world war on terror. They're out to get us, and we're out to get them. Far from being the swift and gratifying lesson in U.S. dominance that Cheney and company predicted, our incursion into Iraq is turning into a spun-out, scary lesson in the dangers of hubris. Democrats are combing through the $20 billion part of the White House request involving rebuilding Iraq, trying to make sure that there isn't any Halliburton hanky-panky. I've actually gone to the point where I hope Dick Cheney is embroiled in a Clancy-esque conspiracy to benefit Halliburton, because if it's not a conspiracy, it's naivete and ideology. And that means our leaders have used goofball logic and lousy assumptions to trap the country into a cockeyed replay of the Crusades that could drain our treasury and strain our military for generations without making us any safer from terrorists and maybe putting us more at risk. On 9-11's second anniversary, 7 in 10 Americans still believe that Sodom had a role in the attacks, even though there is no evidence of it, according to a Washington Post poll. That's because the president has done his level best to conflate 9-11 and Sodom and did so again in his speech on Sunday night. Iraq never threatened U.S. security. Bush officials cynically attacked a villainous country because they knew it was easier than finding the real 9-11 villain who had no country. And now they're hoist on their own canard. By pretending Iraq was crawling with al-Qaeda, they've created an Iraq crawling with al-Qaeda. As Donald Rumsfeld finished up an upbeat talk at the National Press Club here yesterday, brushing off hecklers and calling the global war on terror were well begun, Cable began airing fresh Flintstones video of Osama bin Laden and al-Zawari, encouraging the Iraqi and Islamic fighters to bury American troops and send them to their mothers in coffins. The Bush team's logic before the war was infuriatingly Heller-esque, and it still is. Mr. Rumsfeld, who was so alarmed about Sodom's WMD before the war, is now so nonchalant that he said he didn't even bother to ask David Kay, who runs the CIA search for WMD in Iraq, what progress he'd made when meeting with him in Iraq last week. I have so many things to do at the Department of Defense, Rumi told the Washington Post. 
Asked at the press club why our intelligence analysts did not predict the extent of Iraq's decayed infrastructure, Rami said dismissively they were worrying about more important things. Yeah, like how to get Dick Cheney off their backs. Testifying before the Senate on Tuesday on the $87 billion request, Paul Wolfowitz, the Pentagon official who pushed so hard to own Iraq and control it, said, We have no desire to own this problem or to control it. There may not be much choice given Colin Powell's pessimistic warning to Congress yesterday that no allies want to help us pick up the tab for rebuilding a country full of people who revile us. I never thought I'd say this, but watching Dan Quayle's marble bust unveiled yesterday at the Capitol, soon to join John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and Spiro Agnew, I was nostalgic for the days when Murphy Brown's baby amounted to a serious mess, writes the brilliant Maureen Dowd in the New York Times. Isn't that great? She's great in the Sunshine State. And the public out there is going, like that. Let it come. I'm crazy. That's it. That's South Florida for you, man. A wasteland, a cesspool, a subhuman scumbag hole. But I hope you're having a lovely day. It's lovely here. It's 20, sunny and 27. You know what that is? It's like 81. Not a cloud in the sky. How about that? 20 till 2. We got the Mad Dog out today. He's having another uh, busman's holiday, doing it the way we like to do around here. But... We got Joe Rose. He's got a big heart on. He's going to be filling in for the Mad Dog from 2 to 4 this afternoon. The Humper's in the studio 4 to 7 with the Beano Cook Show. 5 to 6. Boy, that was sure loud. I like that. Let me try it again. Basie. <laughs> you got the Hurricane Hotline 7 to 9. Joe Zagaki, Don Bailey Jr., the Beast, a whole bunch of uh, childish people. Then you got Eddie Kane 9 to 2, and Joe and Mark speaking of childish overnight 2 to 5 in the morning, but they're good guys. They're just childish. You'll love their show. And then, of course, it's... Mo. Absolutely. VIPsportsbook.com, South Florida's best sportsbook, invites you to come and plunge in peace. Everybody deserves a little PIP. Plunge it in peace, not having to worry about whether you're going to see your money again. And, of course, on our station right now, we've got about 45,000 about 30, man. Uh, sportsbooks trying to get your money out of your pocket. 99% of these bookies are located in the jungles of Costa Rica and Guatemala and Nicaragua and all kinds of 10th world countries. You'll probably never hear from them again. That's why you ought to be switching uh, to VIPSportsbook.com. Real class, real dependability, real uh, reliability. They're the oldest, the largest sportsbook in the Netherlands, 100% legal and licensed, too. Listen to me. Call VIPSportsbook.com right now at 1-866-VIP-BETS. They're South Florida's best, hands down your pants. Sign up now, and you can bet all the South Florida football and basketball teams juice-free all year long. You want to bet on the Dolphins? A sucker's bored every minute. It's 100 to win 100. You want to bet on the Hurricanes? Next time they play some little girl's school, it's 100 to win 100. So forget about the VIG. All sign-ups get that 20% cash bonus we've been telling you about, too. Not some silly, funny money match play bonus, but the real thing, a 20% cash sign-up bonus. VIPSportsbook.com. That's where you find them online, or you can call them, too. Tool free to plunge in peace, 1-866-VIP-BETS. That's 1-866-VIP-BETS. When you call, be sure and tell me you heard about it right here on the home of all the gambling degenerates, QAM. VIPSportsbook.com, where you be the VIP. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Suck it in and hold it.
147 at 560 WQM. Joe Rose coming up at 2 o'clock as we're in the uh, home stretch here. You're right, we're not going to make 800, but 734 votes on there, not too shabby. A spectacular outpouring of emotion and content and disgust and affection and, uh, well, whatever. A wide range of emotions for little George, who never suspected when we first came to QM that he'd ever even be doing a talk show. No. And one day I sat down there. I don't remember when the hell we started. Did we do like tapes the first vacation or not? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Recall. But I, I do I think that, we did I, once. I remember those awful times down there on the second floor in that awful, awful, grotesque, smelly, nasty, uh, uh, whatever that building is. Yeah. That's the Tanner building. Oh. No, seriously. I mean, down there on the second floor, it's bad enough on the third floor there, but on the yeah. second floor was unfit for human habitation. Even the rats moved out. Yeah, but those were the good old days, if you recall. No, those were the bad old days. Why were they the good old days? Is when we had the whammy kind of thing, people in no, there, and before uh, that, because and nothing we were, was working. Whammy. We were alone. God, it sucks. Well, that's true. We were alone. Nobody was bothering us. We actually had our own studio. They weren't coming in dicking with all the equipment. That that part of it's true. All all the equipment didn't work anyway. Right. I think the best part of that whole deal was like the weeks leading up to going on a year. Like right after Duff called and said, Oh, Greg wanted me to tell you that the uh, studio isn't going to be ready by December 30th. And I said, Well, tell him that if the studios aren't ready, I'll be on some other station on December 30th, because that's when I'm going back on here after getting paid seven months not to work yeah. by the Paxson people. That wasn't the only line. There were lots of good ones. Oh, yeah. The Quonset Hut, the trailer. Right. Neil well, at any rate, those weeks that we were spending in there working, just doing our own thing, putting all the stuff on those mini-discs, remember that? Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we finally got the DCS, which arrived in parts from Philadelphia, because they certainly weren't going to buy a new one. Where they, <laughs> oh, no. From their station in Philadelphia, and arrived like a couple of days before. And then hours and days and weeks of working over a goddamn hot uh, computer, putting all that stuff. And, of course, after seven months being paid vacation here from Paxson, when we came back on the air, we had, like, all that neat new crap, you know? Yeah. And I, w I would say out of all of the things that we had, probably the most lasting and the most significant was... This is Debbie. Yeah, hi, Debbie. <laughs> I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you get some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my uh, my thing. 
Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm. I don't know that it would do it right away. It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Mm hmm Laser surgery. Mm-hmm. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then yeah. upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay, um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay, um... My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little Mommy. information from you, okay? Just Mommy. one moment. You, it right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation for it life? It puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment, or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've that. got my skin suit nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to it puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you another time, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? So like I said, it had its moments. 743 yeah. votes. See, we'll do over 750. Hank says hi, by the way. Who does? Hank. Oh, hi, Humper. How you doing? <laughs> is he in there? Oh, he's in the hallway. You know, oh, he's, he's in the hallway. Hi, Hank. Love you. Love old Hank. And, boy, has he got a good scam. I mean, he actually is doing a whole three-hour show today, although he's got the one hour with Bino Cook, so it's like, you know, that's easy. It's like falling off a log. But, uh, yeah, Hank's got, he's got it down pat. Mad Dog's off today again. We, we got it going on QAM. I've taught these people well. My students, my disciples. Less work, more pay. Work a couple hours here, a couple of days a week, go off to Vegas, go to the Bahamas, take a few months off here. <laughs> That's the way to do it. You know, as much as we belly I can complain when it comes to the bottom line, seriously, of course not for you because you get paid crap and treated like garbage, but beside that, for some of us, those of us big fat celebrities, mostly fat, uh, we're doing pretty damn good, you know. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know, you siphon off some uh, good freebies here and there. Here and there. Once, once in a great while. 743 votes. I'm sure it's probably close to 750 right now. Let me take a puke at before we do the break. Come on, look, oh, and look at that. Now they're jamming up on there. That's why it takes so long for this to uh, refresh. Ah, oh, it was refreshing though. 746. How did George do filling in this summer? Okay, I listened 256. Awful, I stopped listening 177. Awful. George, mm -hmm. week, I rarely listened to 152. Great job, best ever, 136. Fabulous, time for Neil to retire. 25, 3.3%. Like I said, don't expect much. Ten, seriously, 10 bucks a year from each listener out there, and that's all I just for the rest of my life. And, you know, I'm an old fart anyway. Right. I might croak next week. Uh, six years. Although uh, my parents both lived to 90 and Ma's still alive. I just, I just mentioned that as a warning, okay? So if you're going to make a commitment, at least to continue for another 20 years, 10 bucks. I mean, how much is that? 10 bucks a year mm -hmm. for 20 years. 200 bucks to get me off the air. I think it's a piece of cake. Cake? 154 at 560 WQM. Don't forget we got a van hit. QM van will be at the Shell Station, Sheridan Street, just right by I-95 there tomorrow in Hollywood. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Miguel will be there, our best in the merchandise. Bring lots of cash, okay? We want to raise a lot of money tomorrow. 
You know, by now you may hear me talk about laminates or rust and how laminated wood flooring from laminates or rust is the easy, the smart, the low-maintenance alternative to natural wood flooring, which is so damn expensive. Laminates or rust is the best place to find laminated wood flooring from the top names in the universe. They got them all. Perido, Pergo, Wilson Art, Unifloor, and Quickstep, too. All the top names all installed by Pergo certified installers. Here's another real great reason why it ought to be called laminates or rust. Their prices are so low, it'll probably flow you. Right now you can get their September kickoff special. For just $1,995, that is absolutely correct. Just $1,995 gets you up to 380 square feet of beautiful laminated wood flooring. It is positively unbelievable. And Laminates R Us will match any legitimate written offer, too. For a free in-home estimate, call Laminates R Us, toll-free, no obligation. Tell them that crusty ancient Neil told you to call 1-877-777-3336. What could be simpler? They give you free carpet disposal, free furniture moving, a 25-year warranty, and years and years of beautiful, easy-care laminated wood flooring. So check this out. Call Laminates R Us today, toll-free, 1-877-777-3336. Live and local. This is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Celiac Rose and I am dead now, but I remember when I was alive. I will live it you're feeling perplexed, I said, young man, want to date your own sex, I said, young man, here's what you must do next, if you want to practice your faith, young man, there's a place you can chill, I said, young man, if you're a three dollar bill, you can break that, and then you may convert, they won't treat you like a Fresh air today, if you ask me, I'll tell you, on this end of the show, I give it about a 55 on a scale of 2, you know? Let me yeah. reach over and pat myself on the back. Nice going, Neil. Oh, God. Thank you. Not bad. Callers just suck pretty. Although, earlier in the show, we had a lot of good calls, you know? Right. So don't press your luck. Not enough hockey talk for me, though. 760. I'll just pretend I didn't hear him. 762. How did George do during the summer? Okay, I listened 263. Awful, I stopped listening. 182. Weak, I rarely listen. 154. Great job, best ever, 137. Fabulous time for Neil to retire, 26. Keep those checks coming, baby. The mad, the little dog, whatever, uh, the dog is next. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. He's got a big heart on. The hardest, well, in football.